man, do the South African accent. That's your it's your dad's voice. Andrew, 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 come on, Andrew. No, 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 no. And they talk you out of like you got a golden ticket and you're yeah. Charlie and you go like I'll sa- I'll swap the ticket for a Mars bar. Yeah, you're right. Hey, I get two Mars bars. I am hungry. It's I do least, feel hungry. I need a Mars bar. It's a, it's a bird in the hand, and you know what? That ticket could be fake, even though it is made out of gold, and we've verified that, but let's not do that. <laughs> Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we will find you acting on your best behavior. Turn your back on Mother Nature every Everybody wants to rule the world. Oh, mate, this is a good setup now. You fucking... My entire life's a podcast now, man. It's fucking insane. <laughs> Your entire we life is not a podcast because ch- you made me wait fucking four days to record this one. Dude, we, we got to chill out with these pods, man. I feel like I, my whole world's this pod. I'm <laughs> like, I'm, I'm fucking fuming now. Why? Why? So What's angry. wrong? Why are you angry today? You're not allowed to have another I'm, day of anger, Wolfie. No, I'm not. I'm in a good mood, man. But the thing is, um, the the timing, dude. You got a quick base comedy if you're really taking this seriously. <laughs> no, oh, I'm gonna. You ring. need to drop your kids yeah. off with your with your wife and become estranged from them. That's what you needed to do. Well, I've tried to, dude, but um, it's hard because <laughs> she drops the ball, so I feel bad. They rock up at school in their pajamas, dude. I picked up my son; he was in his pajama pants. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Man, I was explaining this to someone uh, like a couple of weeks ago that people, successful people, don't talk about their kids. Like, if you've got anything else going on at all, like I don't know anything about your kids. You know what I mean? Because you're like, you're an interesting human. You've never told me. You've oh, never dude. offered up any information about little Timmy or what he's up to. But they're oh, like, dude, hundred percent. How funny is it's like when people go like, "I saw he got an email for a merit a merit certificate," and I'm like. Like, he's in pre-primary. It means absolute fuck all. They're just trying to prop up his, prop up his self-esteem. I'm like, a, a progress, they used the word progress merit reward. And I'm like, well, fucking pick a side. Progress or merit, what is it? Progress and merit are different words and they really counter each other. So I'm like, fuck off, trying to prop them up. And I know for the first few years they hand them to every kid. So I'm like, I'm going to probably rip it up in the car and tell them don't ever fucking measure yourself by this bitch's med- merit. Metrics. <laughs> I'm like, they're just trying to fucking enslave you, mate. Because, you know, I was thinking about school. Mm. And wait, let me see. Yeah, I was thinking about school and I think like, because they've got the science, right? When you're a kid, you learn at astronomical rates. Like you can learn like 19 languages. You could fucking, I don't even think there are 19 languages. You could learn <laughs> everything definitely are. In, in minutes. In minutes, man. But then they, they string it out. They fucking string it out and you got A, for like a whole month, B, C, and and I'm like fucking pump it out because I've been I put my kid on fucking um, how to train your monster to read and he's made more progress than they've done in months. So I'm like I don't know what the fuck they do in there, but I think what they try to do is just teach you subordination, to teach you discipline, sitting still, yeah. listening to rules. Surprise, surprise, preparing you for a fucking cubicle. I'm like I think. <laughs> I think I can replace the entire education system uh, with like about a three weeks intensive that you would get at like a corporate setting. I'm Man, like, this it's all, it's all what just, do you learn? It's all just indoctrination into Stanford Prison Proprietary Limited. That's all it is, Dude, man. 100% isn't it? It's such <laughs> fucking shit. Because you, 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 no shit, man. Like, I, I honestly think um, 
I don't. I remember primary school, and I was like, "What the fuck did I even learn? You learn to count and read, and then the rest is just filler and just some fucking yeah. failed teacher." This was I was tweeting about. How I love the teachers. Work hard. You better fucking work hard. I'm like, what? Or become a teacher? Like, teachers the worst outcome <laughs> you can ever get. If, if you don't know how to do something, you become a teacher. And I know there's teachers listening, but you probably don't understand what I'm saying, so don't worry about it's it. It's perfect. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's good. They wouldn't even know. <laughs> They'd be like, what's he meaning? The merit certificate's important. I'm like, oh, I'm going to rip mine up in front of the assembly and go, how like, much? My, you, you, want, you want a real certificate? I'm going to pull out my wallet and go, like, fucking throw a thousand bucks on the ground and go, that's merit. <laughs> that's merit. Earn money. Don't fucking bullshit paperwork for some bitch boss. I'm like, fucking get a Porsche, mate. Get them trading early. That's what you need. How much of the school system do you think, like, if you took away those that first, like, I don't know, six years, how much do you think you would, pick up just through living your life of what they Dude, teach what, you there. There's such a there's such a big argument because it's it's a it's a counter argument because there are most of the population, you know, like you go to England or whatever, are working class uh, trash. So they actually they need this system. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Don't. You need to teach this you gotta teach a dog not to shit inside. So I'm like, it makes sense, right? You've got to get these fucking <laughs> dumb brains and just lead them around a paddock, around and around until they eventually <laughs> go in circles. Well man, this is the thing, right? If kids were so fucking smart and their brains were so like, Oh, you've you've got an affinity for languages up until you up until you're seven years old, you just pick it up like that. So why aren't you teaching them yeah. better skills, you know? Like why don't you why don't you focus these kids early and be like, All right, you're gonna be in fine and like you're going to be in politics and you're going to be you're going to be in, like this this kid he's, he's eight years old and he's he's a fucking savant with with law he's a he's a eight-year-old lawyer savant <laughs> but it's not true they give you the idea of choice because you, you know what i mean you you think you're free but you're funneled into engineering or accounting <laughs> or law and then if you if you're dumb you just do something with your hands like just fucking <laughs> they get you an arc an arc welder or like they say, they say, look, shit goes down this pipe. Just make sure it gets to the sewer. Man, what's, what is the dumbest trade of all of them? I don't know, man. What would be, um, fuck, it's hard to know, man, because I, I think plumbing's quite hard because, um, because of the smell. Is, hey? it, is, yeah, is it, or is it just, it takes a lot of endurance, you know? What? I now believe, man, like I've. I didn't get taught any trade because my dad was a coward or frightened. Do you know, like he wouldn't even put a nail on the wall. But now, now that we've got Google, I'm like, none of this shit's that hard. Like I have stripped some wires out and stuff and I'm like, well, oh. Oh, like I'll probably kill myself, but I'm like, I reckon I can Google, you can Google an entire trade, dude. Do you reckon? Well, I was just going to say that, man. Like I was looking this up because I was, uh, I was, I needed to do some, um, well, not needed to, but I was looking into doing some home electrical work and every, you type it into Google and it just pops up. It's like, you, it's illegal to do this, which yeah, I guess on, on like without any thought at all, you're like, okay, that makes sense. But then if you think a little harder, it's like, man, that's not fair. Like that's absolute bullshit. I'm like, I'm not allowed to put myself in a position to kill myself and maybe burn down my family home we sound so arrogant because my uncle actually did this at one of his holiday houses and the other uncle came in and he had like no earth wires and he was like you could you could have killed someone you absolute fuckhead and he goes like this you wired up this you wired up a spa without any earth and i'm like you could have cooked you could have cooked your kids you fucking idiot like boiled potatoes 
<laughs> well, look, I mean, if you co- if you cook the kids, I think you should have to suffer the consequences. But if it, you know, if it's just you and you're like you're doing some work around the house and you want to you want to install your own power outlets or like uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. maybe maybe hook up a hook up a generator to the fridge or something. I don't know. Put a put a hot tub in the in the laundry. Like you should be free to do that and and live with the consequences. Like that's <laughs> you oh, know dude, what I, mean? I think so as well. Do you know what I've always, you know what I've always loved is I would, because tradies would never hire another tradie and that could be when you're totally exposed because I reckon those prices are all over the map, dude, because if you're smart enough to get multiple quotes, it varies so much. Do you know, like it's the standard mm. story of like the car repair because the, the, the good people say if it's not broken, don't fix. So like when they open up the, the, the sockets and shit, they're like, oh, Oh, it should be all right. Do you know what I mean? But the little fucking grubby little guys looking to get a new caravan lick their lips and go like, well, you know what? Like, we've got a big drama here, mate. Like, there's a, there's no <laughs> coppering in here. And, and that's sort of the code. And this should be three metres away from the toilet. But any smart guy's like, what, what are you going to fucking piss? You're going to piss uh, like you piss like an elephant and explode the box? I'm like, it's not a problem. Fucking grow up, man. This is just quickly, this is hard talk, by the way, but as soon as I'm anywhere near a tradie, like, I'm Im- immediately, like, the beta male. You know what I mean? Like, I've, I've never met one I'm smarter than. Like, every trade, like, I don't care how dumb they are. Every single one I've met, like, you start talking to them about anything, and it's like this, uh, it's this, uh, this air of authority that you just can't, you can't compete with at all. You're like, oh, so, yeah, sorry, oh, sorry, dude. how much? I'll, well, let me get my wallet. I'm so sorry. Do you take FPOS? Can I? <laughs> dude, you always take, you take that bitch move, and you also, you also uh, sell out your personality, like, you You've gone the whole route, the finance route, you know what's going on, and suddenly you're in like, yeah, go the mighty blues, and you're like, oh, me, <laughs> me bitch missus is just fucking driving me up the wall, eh? Fucking old Wouldn't ball it be good and chain keeping me down, you know? <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm longing for a, a boy's trip, just go fishing and just jerk off on a beach, you know? You know how it is, can't eh? Fucking loose shit, baby! Yeah, I'm not sure about him either, mate. Get him out of here, you know? Dude, this is one nation, dude, you know? <laughs> We get that we get that in um, Perth because some of the comics from Melbourne they come over here and because it's rougher and they change their act because it's normally an act about like an act of charity or they're like so I crossing this granny over the street and I was like ha 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 but they they get fucking rolled because the, there's people here that go sort of rue hunting and they've got knives in the crowd <laughs> and I, I love I love how they flip like I've seen someone bomb and he flipped and started talking about hunting like kangaroo hunting like he must have done it once but it's just so unbelievable he was like yeah you fucking spray them spray the fucking room mate <laughs> and no one believes you and then you become like a, a, a false version of yourself which is probably the saddest a tradie or whatever can intuitively tell that you're not being genuine but this oh, is yeah. why i actually think this is why i reckon there's no greater education though if you're smart growing up poor like it's worth more than a Harvard MBA, I reckon, because mm. you're, you, you've, you, you can talk to everyone, plus you've got blood in the water, man. You've got a drive in you that just pushes you, do you know, much more than a prissy little private school boy that, do you know, like you, you can see it even in the footy, right? If you see it in the footy, some of the sort of from the privileged private schools, they're fucking such sissies, man. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They'll have to, you see them sort of uh, stretching, oh, my hammy's gone, and there's other people... <laughs> And he, you know what I mean? He's going, oh, the sponge, the water's too cold. And then there's other people up from Darwin 
And, you know, they eat their own shit and then just run onto the field. Like, they don't fucking give a shit. <laughs> I think the best, you know the best, mean? like, the best outcome you can hope for in terms of, like, living a cruisy life, like, a good life is just, is just super privileged. But, like, if you, if you, <laughs> if you if you got to make something of yourself like it's it, it is better to start from the bottom and work your way up but the, i guess dude, the problem well, is with that is there's so there are so many people without any drive who are just like content dude, to sit 100%, there percent there are people at the bottom and you have to be super intelligent but to drive from the bottom means that you you've got that determination do you know so when you're at that cocktail party you're still loading up your jacket with like oh, yeah. going, these are worth like, you're like, these lobsters are worth, you're still a multimillionaire, but you're like, you load your boot up with fucking the leftover champagne and go, fuck it. I'll sell it down there. You know, it's another five grand. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> anyway, so tell me about I mean? this tradie story in London. Oh, dude. Oh, I was just a tradies man because I bought, I bought, a, I bought two houses there. Well, they were sort of apartments, mm. but fuck, I, I'll tell you, like, I'll reverse engineer the story and tell you how I got them. But I, um, basically when I got them, it was just fucking disaster, man. Because I bought on a train track. I didn't know what was going on. And two gypsies, do you know, like people from Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. I go like, dude, there's all water on the roof. What's going on? And they sat in there and tried to roll me, man. I was sitting there. I remember sitting out and there's going like, mate, mate, you're fucking... You fucking done your money, and I, he's like, they were sort of wheezing, and he goes, "This whole fucking." They made me almost feel like that. They go, "The whole thing's a fucking pack of cards." You're fucked, cunt. <laughs> I can't even do the accent. You're fucked, mate. And then I was like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "The whole roof's got to come up. The whole roof." And I was like, <laughs> and then they were telling me, and I was like, "They, how much did you pay?" And I said, "Oh, this." And he goes, "Fuck." You'll never be seeing that money again. And I'm almost crying, right? They broke me. I'm sitting there and they're like, you've paid 300,000 pounds too much, mate. You're fucking, you gotta be lucky to walk away with a fucking, a bag of copper from this shit hole. And I was like, so Did these guys and seem like decent, um, decent value? No, dude, you? no you, know what, you know what that happened? And then I, I was sitting there and I, they'd convinced me and it was like, 20 grand to or some huge thousand pounds redo the roof redo this and then uh when they were leaving i sort of you know you just it just tweaks i'm like fuck this is a sales pitch it's emotionally driven they can see i'm vulnerable and they're playing into my weakness like a guy that doesn't know what's going on they're playing into my fear that i'm gonna lose the whole house because the roof would collapse and then i i rang in another guy and i got an honest sort of english guy and he was like mate uh, if it ain't broke, you it, don't fix it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? He said, he goes, this roof is tanked. But he goes, like, don't fucking bother. He goes, wait until the whole fucking thing collapsed. <laughs> he said, there's a good shot. He goes, there's a good shot. This won't happen for, for 30 years. Who fucking knows, man? He goes, bury it up there. Just pray. And then uh, make sure that you're aware and sell it. And I did sell it. And every year it was like almost like a pool on the roof. <laughs> I was like, fucking hell. Man, that's Fuck, so funny, but that's so funny that like uh, like the stereotype of these gypsies trying to do one over on you. And it's like they're selling you the fucking anti-rust coating and everything. And then yeah, you yeah, call yeah. up another guy. The other guy doesn't say, oh, they were like, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Like these guys were having you on. The other guy's like, yeah, it's fucked, but 
just hold out, man. You might oh, be yeah, lucky. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, like these guys he, weren't he even pulling said, that much of a fast one on you. They, they, they were just looking out for you and your family. <laughs> no, no, no. But he was, you know, he was, he was explaining to me, he goes, if you chase a, a wire, you always find issues. He goes, you rip yeah, that yeah. wall up, then you'll realise this is fucked. There's no structural. The chimney's fucked. This is fucked. He goes, best bet is just fucking live in fantasy world with all renovations <laughs> and repairs. <laughs> and then basically if it's sort of bad, see if you can hide it and then sell the place. So I ended up just selling the place in summer, dude, when it all dried out. It yeah, when fine. all the black mould was gone. It's perfect. It's all, it's dude, all receded. <laughs> dude, and who knows, man? It, someone's probably died in there. Yeah, but of course, what, man. Someone's I, got I asbestos didn't. in their lungs and they think it's coronavirus. They're on their deathbed. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It's like trying to get the perfect house. Like It never happens anyway. It's like what I had when, with my ex, trying to get the lawn right trying to get everything right. There's no world where that happens, dude. You're better off to just survive this fucking awful planet. Do you know what I mean? The best you can. There's no spreadsheet that keeps you safe, so don't even bother. Don't track anything. Just fucking guns blaze to the end. And obviously if something actually hits you, so it's like, fuck, the whole lounge has collapsed, then fix it. But why go digging for problems, man? Life sucks anyway. Like it's constant problems. But See, dude, man, man, it works. It d- works either way, though, right? Because you can spend all this. You can spend your whole life chasing the like renovations on the roof, right? You can follow the gypsy advice and chase those, chase those renos. Yeah. Or you go the other way. And but this, this, this is the thing: is as soon as you, as soon as you say to yourself, "I don't need." to worry about this like i i'm going to be accepting yeah. it's like you 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 can continue to be accepting until you have nothing like you you it, th- there are levels to that too there are levels the other way we're like i need a bigger a better car i need a faster car i need a bigger yeah, house yeah, yeah. i need whatever but you can go i don't need this like i don't need i don't need until you get to the point where like, i don't need money i don't need clothes i don't need anything Dude, and that's when 100% you, it's nirvana <laughs> or escapism you know what i mean like hundred <laughs> percent, dude. And what you what you've put yourself in is to a negative spiral because I often see it with that madman on the street. But the thing that I find weird is you see him twenty years later. He's still fucking there, dude. He still lives. Yeah. Oh yeah. They don't die. We have all this stress. Um, I see a guy fucking taking a bath in a fountain. I then go through a journey of five years of hell, tax returns, utility bills. And five years later, he's still in the fountain, dude. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck am I doing? Like, hop in the fountain with this cunt. He, he's, living, he's living it up in the fountain, brother. He's having the best time. I'm like, dude, do you know how good it is drinking fucking white wine in a fountain? And I'm like, that's the best part of any night. I'm like, why don't I fucking strip off my suit and just... To start swimming for coins in this wish fountain with this other fuckhead. Do you know, man, with like you wine. can, you can, you may never. It's it's very unlikely that you'll ever achieve true success in your life. And this is not you. This is anyone. It's it's it's, it's no. A, shut like, up, mate. You're talking directly at me. Do you know what the thing is? Because of my narcissism, that made me furious. I almost punched the screen. I'm like, don't you fucking ever fucking take my future, mate. It's all coming. Andrew Forrest wealth's coming. Man, one in a million, one in a million can and might make it, right? But anyone mm. can give up. Anyone at all at any point can oh, yeah, completely yeah, you're right. give up. <laughs> Do you know what? I mean? Man, I think the ultimate, the ultimate give up. So I don't know if you have this in Perth, but like you know when you drive around at night and you see some guy fishing in the dark in a hoodie off a bridge. <laughs> oh yeah, mate. <laughs> that is someone who has achieved <laughs> true enlightenment and success. They're like, that's I just fish at night, I get the fish, eat the fish, and that's like that's it. That's the whole Dude, cycle. 
I think everyone, the only thing that keeps most people going on the success thing is they think there's just been a slight delay. They're like, oh, the train must be coming. Like, I did everything everyone said. Yeah. Uh, it'll be picking me up shortly. And that's why they grind through. The guy fishing has realised, who gives a fuck? Like, one of the happiest guys I met, I worked at, um, it was at Woolies, and he, um, he, he basically had flipped his whole life, dude. He, mm. he, he, he did night, he, he um, did night fill and then, you know, that would finish it too. And then he lived in the night. So he'd like go fishing. There was a, a street light near one of the surf breaks. He would surf there. And he goes like, do you know how good my life is? Like he had no human contact, <laughs> but he lived in a world with no traffic, no issues. Do you know what I mean? Like yes, he's just yeah. like, he'd go, he'd go for a rundown at the park. It's 3am. Like, look, it's not ideal because you can't see anything, <laughs> but he has no fucking Karen blocking him. And he's just like, he goes, do you realise the world's mine? He, he's basically like the ruler. I used to rule the world. <laughs> you know, now I sweep the streets. At night, you basically are the supreme ruler of any. Yeah. And anyone sees you. Just if you see a guy in a hoodie at night, you're scared fucking shitless. You, there's no one approaching you. Oh, you, yeah. you. You seem dangerous. Like if you, even, even these fishing guys, like I wonder why they don't, they, they never get attacked because it's like this fuckhead will spend three hours to catch one herring. He's clearly got nothing. Like, you have just bait in a bucket. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to take from him? You can't take anything from him, man. You can't hurt that Even guy. meth heads would probably go and catch any, son. Do you know that they normally mug you? <laughs> and they just feel like, this guy's fucking dumb. Do you know, I, also, there's the there's the looming threat that there's gonna like be a hook go through your cheek at some point if you do do dude, try and go and for I, his tackle box. And I also think someone that's ex, that extreme fishing has got that uh, tradie vibe. Everyone knows, yeah. even the d- most dangerous messed up guy knows a sort of cunt with a knife and a bucket under a bridge at 3am <laughs> to catch a herring should not be fucked with on any, any stretch of imagination because he will fucking gut you and put you in the fucking water as, as, uh, as, as you know, barely to, to, yeah. to stir, up, stir up the sharks. He's not fucking around, man. Also, he just smells like fish guts, you know? Like, you don't want to get close. Oh, mate, how can you be so obsessed with fish, man? Like, they're, they're so smelly. I like, don't get... Why the fuck would you, man? Like, I don't, I don't understand boats or fishing or any of that. Like, I don't, I don't get it, man. Like, you go out and you sit there and you wait. The, the, the fish, what do you need them for? Like, like, who cares, man? The only way I'd go fishing is is with dynamite or like try poison the lake. <laughs> like you're trying to win fishing. You know, like that's do- it. Like we've we've already conquered fishing. You're not going to do it better than someone else unless you're trying to innovate with with explosives. Oh, Dude, 100%, and it's such a cheap trick. It's like uh, tying a little uh, – the, the only fishing I've liked that we used to do is you put like a, a $50 note on a hook and then have it on the fishing rod and have it on the street <laughs> and create yeah, like yeah. frenzies with idiots and you'd hide behind a bush <laughs> and then you'd wind it in and they'd be like – they would do anything for it. And they're like, ah, ah, and you just like – you watch chaos and then you wind it in and go like, fuck off, you'll never get it, mate. You fucking – they would all – like losers would stop to do it. But do you, you know what the thing is? It's like a tennis court or a boat. The only good boat is someone else's because I've had yeah. a, a few times where someone's taking me rot nest and I'm like, this isn't fucking worth it because they make you arrive early. You've got to load the boat up. I'm like, get fucked. <laughs> Fuck off. I'm going to load all these fucking life jackets and shit in. And then when you come back, you're day drunk. You're day drunk because you got sick of fishing. You're sunburnt. 
And then they go, because it's their prize and joy and they've spent too much money on it. You've then got to spend hours almost with like a toothbrush getting all the salt <laughs> off it so it doesn't fuck the boat. And you're like, this isn't fucking worth it, mate. I'm like, your comp- company sucks. And I'm like, who wants to float, dude? It's like just being on a, it's like being on a jetty, man. Like there's no, because you can't escape. Like, you know, it's sort of the same with uh, cruise ships, man. Do you find that? Cruise ships yeah. are ridiculous to me. I've it's never been fucking- on one, but I know I would hate it because, uh, like, the I had this I had this realization maybe, oh, it's not even the last time. Like, I've been back since because people force you to go when you live on the Gold Coast. But like, one of the like previous times I've been to Movie World and like you you get on that Superman ride and like you're yeah. queuing up for ages. I just remember like sitting down up the front and like the the uh, the harness thing comes down and clicks in. And as soon as the ride starts, it's like I had this flashback to every roller coaster I've ever been on. And I was like, ah, yeah. oh, I know, I remember. And then you just like it's not exciting anymore. Like it's lost all of its joy and oh, thrill. And dude. I'm just sitting there for the like 40 seconds it takes, going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this, I yeah, I remember. It's it feels a bit quick and then it stops. And like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like just all the joy from it. Like, like <laughs> all the childlike wonder I once dude, had is right. gone. You've you've processed the joy. You already know. Like they withdraw it. Then you have uh, fear of death, and then you're off. Uh, the only good ride I've ever been on is It's a Small World, which was just so patronising. It's like a boat, it's a small world after all. And then they just have ra- they have racial versions of like stereotypes of Eskimos. And it just, to me, that summarises the journey of life, this shit, meaningless merry-go-round. It's super slow. You're bobbing around. It's a small world. That, to me, is how most people's life feels like. Do you know this fucking cursory surface view of everything? Oh, look. They've got noodles over in that part of this, and do you know what I mean? And then you know what I mean. You have no adrenaline, no rush, and then eventually you come off disappointed. And that that is a metaphor for life, man. That's everyone's life. Movie World had like contributed so greatly to my existential crisis because it's like like after yeah. I got off that ride, it's like you know, it's <laughs> just these thoughts are flooding my head. Like if I don't like if there's no joy in roller coasters anymore, like what? When will when will life itself lose joy? Like what's next? Like how many how many Dude. things, activities, hobbies, and people can I go through before I, there's nothing left for me on this world? Mate, you sound you sound like in deep need of medication, man. Because um, the rich mate that listens to this, I was on a flight with him, and it started it started shaking and and dropping. And he was screaming with joy, like, oh. bring it, we're coming. Everyone else was hugging. And he was like, you could just see his joy and relief at being driven into the ground and exploding. Like, he wanted out, man. And it was just such a weird reaction to see someone grinning cheek to cheek, going like, fuck yeah, what a rush, man. Now, this is a fucking ride, a plane driving into the side of a mountain. That's what you need. And oh, people no. actually having terror. Oh no, man! I've had that. I've had that thought too, dude. Like turbulence, like I mean, because I know that no one's no no one's died from turbulence. Doesn't kill people. Like it just doesn't. When was the last time you heard of a plane falling out of the sky because of turbulence? That's hundred percent. Because once, like my uncle's got a few planes. Once you're in a small plane, you realize turbulence is bullshit. Mm. So once you know that, it's sort of like uh, a shark attack. Like you're not going to pick it up. Like when you truly go down, it's going to be unbelievable. You will look up, you will see one of their hostess 
with shit running down the back of her skirt, <laughs> howling and punching, punching the glass, screaming. Like I always wish you could find what happened to people just before it crashed. Mm. There's probably an air hostess has bitten someone's fucking finger off, do you know, like <laughs> angry. Someone ringing that bell going, help me, help me. And she just grab your hand and bite like four fingers off and go, shut up, fuck face. Fucking services stopped. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like they, they wouldn't do what they normally do is, all right, sir, we'll get your water. You'd be great. I think in that true chaos, you, yeah. would, you would see the HA and you always go, I look to see if they're worried. But I don't even think that would be the reaction. I don't think they'd be worried. They'd realise they're on $12 an hour and they're about to <laughs> yeah. burn. Man, you're not loyal to Jetstar. Man, you're not loyal to Jetstar when the plane's heading into the, into the side of a mountain anymore. You know Dude, what I mean? Dude, imagine how sad it would be to perish in a Jetstar outfit, a uniform. <laughs> <laughs> so depressing. Almost as bad as perishing in one of the seats. <laughs> Dude, that's it. You're in Jetstar seat and imagine the shame. You know what I mean? And, 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 you know, you're buried because it's burnt on you and there's a jet star sort of tag still on you as you get put in your coffin. It's fucking Your luggage is just sticking out of your head. Oh, mate. But I was trying to think, like, of the terrorist things because, you know, they always attack the planes and I've always, mm. you know, like, obviously in London they did some of the stuff where they would just drive cars into it. But I was thinking to, like, this morning, like, when I was putting petrol in, I was like, that's, that's a decent terrorist attack right is if you just hit every, every petrol station do you know what i mean and you've got the bowser and you just basically fucking pour it onto the onto the the the, the thing that pumps it out yeah. do you know what i mean just turn it on until you're caught and then light it and just blow up petrol stations <laughs> around and then you think you think it's not a big deal because it's just a petrol but you basically shut down the entire uber cars there's no transport the entire economy gets tanked because yeah. no one can get to work and it's you basically you basically landlock a bit like what corona's done but yeah. i'm like there's no nothing to stop you because i had the car a little further away and i thought Imagine if I just started spraying this shit and lit it. Hey, like I like that you're trying head. to you're trying to figure out ways to better leverage terrorism now. Like, yeah. Oh, dude, I just thought it's such a. I was like, oh, that's a decent play, hey. Like because I always thought, I always thought. Yeah. I, you're in such a you good position, you know. You've already you've, you're you're willing to die for it. Like, why not be willing to uh, to like just do some basic logistics and shut down shut down all of the fuel the service station. I was I was had I had that dream growing up. Because I always thought like the best terrorist thing was a minor terrorist attack, and when they arrive, the real bomb goes off. Do you know? And you get all the police. But, but don't you think? I think just terrorism of inconvenience. Like man, like like you're right, dude. Like coronavirus, like an economic shutdown is more effective than anything else. Well, I actually, there could be an argument that world war. They, they obviously these five G fuckheads, but China would have done a decent play because everyone's like, oh, their numbers haven't gone up. That you know they haven't. But imagine if this was bioterrorism, they release corona, it hasn't really affected their population, it tanks the global economy, and they go in and just swoop and buy assets, and they went from 20% of owning the, the planet to 40% in this manoeuvre, and it's probably a better outcome than doing a full-scale war. Well, that's but a man, conspiracy you know I mean? theory, right, man? Like that's, that's, one of, that's a full-blown full conspiracy theory. No, well, I, I, I've, I've, maybe I've, I've read of it. I don't believe in it. Do you know what I actually wanted to do? This was okay. my ultimate move. If you were going to become uh, a criminal, I thought, like, say if you were a big drug dealer or something, what I would do is, um, th this would be my dream, right? You install... Is this, is this along the lines of O.J. Simpson releasing that book, If I Did It? <laughs> this is your, yeah, 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 <laughs> your yeah, yeah, hypothetical. Yeah. Like no, I, always thought, I always thought this would be the greatest move is that you... 
bury bombs in something innocuous, so like air conditioning units or whatever, you've set that business up and you've installed them and then you can effectively, um, you've installed them throughout the town and everywhere and then basically when you're locked up, you proceed to detonate one every day until you're released. Do you know what I mean? Like as in... That's your, that's your contingency. Man, this is like a, 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 like a Batman Joker meets a, like a disgruntled tradie, like a hive actor. You're Pablo Escobar <laughs> and they've, they've locked down all your forces, everyone's gone, but what you've actually set up is that you've already infiltrated the system and then you put into play and you go, it's on you. I said like we're at 10% population death rate, 11, 12 13, Man, you know 14. what this is? I'm like, this is an alternative. Call a number, fuckhead. This is an alternative backstory for Mr. Freeze from Batman, where he's like, <laughs> he's locked up and he's like, Wait, none of you will be ever be called again. <laughs> like, it's the Dude, peak of summer I, I, and he's just sending off air conditioning units and it's more inconvenient than anything else. People aren't even dying. It's just that everyone's really warm. Oh, dude, I love it. I love it. <laughs> No, but it wouldn't have the aircon. They'd eventually work it out and get rid of all the Dakin three thousands, and you'd be like, "Oh fuck!" They worked it out, dude. If you had a, if you had a threat like that, can you be brought down? I mean, this is the question. If Bill Gates had a deal with North Korea and he bought two or three atomic bombs, and you realised he was a lizard king selling all this shit, and they put him in jail, or Epstein did it, and then they go, "It's on you." I'm going to start releasing nukes. And they'll be like, fuck off, you can. And you're like, fucking Hawaii. Hawaii's gone, cunt. Hawaii's gone. Make a call, fuckface. I am supreme. And then they would be like, okay, you know what? Go and live in Botswana. Just fucking, we're going to say you hung yourself in a cage, okay? Like, get the fuck out. But I'm only, I'm only staring up the conspiracies, man. I don't believe any of this. But What's like, what, pos- yeah, what position do you need to be in before you can get away? I mean, to be fair, I feel like, uh, I, <laughs> like you're looking at a, tech, at a tech genius, right? Or a tech billionaire. But yeah, like, yeah. look at how long so many dictators get away with what they're doing just because it doesn't really yep. impact the Western world. And they're like, this is this is fine. So I think the answer to your question is like just anyone who's been in power in like a third world country for the past hundred years. Oh, dude, hundred <laughs> percent. Like they don't they don't give a shit at all. Like as long as long as you're not impacting someone else negatively who has the power to destroy you, like you're you're gonna be fine. You know what I mean? Like I'm only gonna sign so many petitions outside the supermarket. <laughs> dude, hundred percent. And they actually are. They're not that. Um, they always badmouth the Chinese and stuff, but no one's really done that much. Because back in the Viking days, you'd be like, why wouldn't you take Australia out if you were China? It's like, it's a no-brainer. Do you know what I mean? I would have, as a businessman, I would wipe Australia out immediately. Do you know? But they must be scared of the US. So they're actually much nicer than most people would be because most dictators stay in their own area. I mean, the, the good ones back in the day maraud and go like, fucking... I'm getting Mongolia, I'm getting fucking Europe, I'm going to get... You know, I'm like, where's the fucking sass, dude? What happened to a dictator, dude? They're, they're, they're in there. I'm like, how many, you got a few farms and some exotic animals? I'm like, Pablo tried to do it because he tried to get into government and then he was going to expand, but they blocked it. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, the US must have more power than they let you know. Hey, I, I read, I saw something where they were, they, they, they were going through all the tunnels under the New York... Mm. And um, seeing sort of, you know, that the extra layer of shit that's in there. Do you know what I mean? Like military staff and they, they supposedly were digging in London or going down and they got into cavities, into another cavity and then um, there was a camera down there that moved. Do you know what I mean? Like there's, there's probably a lot more than we don't realise. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you go yeah, into I, a place that... I, I, I know we come back to this a lot, but I do love the idea that you get down, like you just pull away layers and you get you get to the bottom of something, you go through a door and then it's like just a, like just a weird looking man in a chair. Like he's, and he's watching, like he's looking at a TV and he looks up and he's like, oh fuck. And like he scampers away oh, dude, and like you go and look at the TV my- and you go and look at the TV and it's just what, like it's, it's the image is just you looking at the TV. Like it's... <laughs> oh dude, dude, I would love that. And, and he's been, he was jerking off and he's a sort of slimy skin man. But it, you know what I'd like the most? You know what I'd like the most is you saw him and he was so powerful that he just didn't even react. He continued masturbating and you eventually let yourself out of the room. While you well, no, no, while you beat him to death. Like he's like, this is this is how I die. Like he's been waiting for you this whole time. And then you sit down and you look at the TV and you become the man looking at the TV. Dude, I had, oh mate, that would be unbelievable. Do you know what I found weird though? Because Trump's such a moron. But, like, he's been totally checked and measured, which makes me realise, like, the president's nothing. Mm. There's higher-up people, right? Oh, Because yeah. he's had no impact. They've, they've baby-proofed government. Like, he goes in there and he should have been, like, why haven't we had big war with China? He's done some shit on the surface, but he's always been reined in. Even he, he sometimes apologised. I'm like, that's not in his personality, which or, means... Or do these people, or is it just the talk, man? Like, is it just the talk, though? Like, is, is it just, uh, like, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and they, they all, all they want's the, the station. And once they attain the station, the, no one no one. Dude, cares. 100%. No, but the thing is, if you think about government, because I love it, everyone argues about politics, but nothing ever changes. So I'm like, you're all deluded little shits. Mm. Nothing's changed in 40 years. And they're always, oh, we want this side, that side. I'm like, I'm more like, I only vote just on each issue, like egalitarian or whatever. I'm just Mm. like, I just don't understand why people have this delusion like Biden, Trump. None of it matters, man. It's already been preordained. The theory is they just put Trump in and then they put Biden up against him because he's such a fucking... Because they don't want to waste any good talent on this run. Like, Trump will go through. (laughs) And they're like... But both Trump and Biden are actually puppets from someone else higher that's just fucking controls... The, the Epstein Island, yeah, man, most The man likely. in the subway. Hey. It's just the man in the subway controlling everything. Dude, do you know what I like the most? Do you know who the, the ultimate ruler is? That madman in the fountain. That's what you don't realise. The guy <laughs> yeah. drinking water. What? He's in a massive... That's the decoy. And you're like, this crazy fuck. And that is the ultimate supreme ruler. The, the lowest station people. The guys that fish under the bridge... Are the, are, are the masterminds They're probably running The Australian economy Right now And you just think Oh it's just a fisherman With a knife And you're like No that's the reason We spilt oil Out in fucking Brazil He cho- he did that Do you know what I mean He controls it all I love these dickhead Conspiracy theories man Do you know what the, You know Every, what I like the most Everything is, is just based around The guy who's fishing Having more fish Like having And having more time <laughs> to fish <laughs> Dude you know what I like the most Is um Just scaring people By like Um uh, piercing their veil of you know like even though you don't believe any of it Mm. it's just like with one or two moves people feel very vulnerable do you know what i mean because they've got their little scheduler on the fridge and they're like oh pick up the laundry on thursday but if you start pushing ideas like this they fucking get very angry because they're they're shit scared because they don't realize they're this little dumb monkey on a rock and they will burn in hell and nothing's going to save that and they think if I just count enough calories today, I'll be safe for another day, won't I, Derek? I'm like, and they fucking shit your pants when you go like, you're fucking, 
nothing's real, fuckhead. <laughs> You're in trouble. It's two and sides that, of the same coin, man. It's the conspiracy theorists and the people with their head in the sand. Uh, my favourite thing with the uh, this one guy was uh, talking to me about uh, what was it like, like the the some that, that oh that that apartment building in London that caught fire, right? And uh, yeah, yeah, how yeah. that was a conspiracy. And the reasoning was that it was. Uh, uh, <laughs> It was so for insurance money, like it was a government set up for the insurance money. And I was like, how does that make sense, man? Like, what the fuck? Are you t- Why would the government need insurance money? Like, who's insuring this? <laughs> You're an idiot. And then, then he started going on about 9-11. And, um, <clears throat> and then and every time someone new would enter the room, I would uh, be like, oh, uh, this person was like, I'd be like hey, have, you met, have you met him? And they'd say, oh, no. And they'd shake hands. Yeah. And I'd go, he was just telling me about 9-11. And I'd make him start explaining it over again. <laughs> And then, and then, like another person him, would come in, and so it's like he mouth. had to repeat the insanity over and over and over until it just started sounding Dude. meaningless, even to him. <laughs> it's like you give them enough of a platform, and they just hang themselves. Do you know what the thing is? You're just spinning your wheels because you have no power, so it doesn't matter what it is. It's like having DMT, and you realize it's a simulation or whatever. It's like. <laughs> It's irrelevant, dude. Like, what's a housewife going to do if there is really a, a lizard person jerking off to a CCTV system? Even if it is 9-11 happened, you telling me at a barbecue doesn't change shit, dude, because you know why? You were, your net worth is about 1,200 bucks and you live in a caravan, so just shut up. Just deal with it. It, you, it could be a monkey that fucks everyone at night that controls this place, you need to accept that because you have no impact. You have no talking stick at the table. So all you're doing is just wasting your goddamn time, man. Dude, do you know what I hate so much? There's a guy that does it that we, I won't even say his name, but he gets angry about it and and it's unbelievable. Like he'll end up deleting you and he ended up in a fight with <laughs> whose mum died in 9-11. Oh, and he was, yes. He... He would write something and then go, look, missing your mom, love you so much. And he couldn't resist. He wrote on the thing like, it was a conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, like he's like his whole life. He's, an, he's, a, he's a fucking crisis actor for 30 years. Dude, <laughs> dude no, no. And, he's, and he's, uh, he's, he, tr- he trolls him and goes like, he's, he's saying, steel doesn't melt. I'm like, dude, he's mourning his mum who died in the plane and then people are getting angry with him and I ended up in a fight with him. He deletes me from Facebook. I'm like, dude, he, it doesn't matter if it was a conspiracy or not. You need to let the family communicate on their wall to say how much they miss his mum and that they want flowers and that she was a great ma- lady. You don't need to push your little thing. What about Tower 11? Tower 11, explain that to me. I'm like, you're at the fucking funeral, fuckface. You've not changed it. You've spoken about it for 12 years. Nothing's changed. The supreme lizard beings control this planet. Fuck up or become one. Like you don't have any power in this world, so shut up. But then they end up... Do you know what I mean? They just take any argument they can get. Me as a new comic, I'm in a scrap with them. I'm like, how weak is your argument if you, you argue with anyone on yeah. something? Do you know what also, I mean? It doesn't it's actually never matter. one conspiracy. It's, I've never met a conspiracy theorist who is like rational on everything, but then they go, oh yeah, but 9-11. And you, like, that's their one thing. It's always oh, like dude, 9-11, dude. moon landing, Kennedy, my fucking power bill, like everything, like the bushfires. Dude, like, it never dude, stops. Dude, 100%. It's because they're see, they want to get their hands around it because there's no sense of control. They just want to feel like someone's at the steering wheel and the, like, the harsh, cruel reality is that no one is. 
their, their dicks are ghosts. Everything's a construct. Do you know what I mean? The whole world's <laughs> fake. I'm like, and eventually they feel comfortable around it. They're like, my wife's not even real. And I'm like, dude, you burnt your kids and wife in a fire. And he's like, they weren't real anyway. The ghosts, mate. The fire it's wasn't ghosts. real. Nothing is real, man. It's just the me in the room. Real. And I'm like, you're in prison now. And I'm like, it's not prison. I'm not in prison. It's a TV this show. A I'm on a t- I'm, on a, I'm being filmed for a, the documentary about the what if you imprisoned a man who was who knew everything. Dude, he's like, I'm in Area 52. I'm in a. Uh, I'm in with the aliens. They've caught me. I was too smart for the game. I'm like, you burnt your wife in a fire, you fuckface. But you know what I like? I like. I like that their opinion, they think it's valid. Like, surely you have to have some um, respect for your station in life. Because I see it all the time online. Like, people will do their, their list, their list of their favourite movies or their list of their books. But, like, fair enough to your, your friends, but they just post it randomly. I'm like, no one gives a fuck. I don't care. Do you know, when, when did anyone want your opinion? No one wants you to talk. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I think I think fucking I think Godfather One's better than this too. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> fucking don't you what, what do you think? And then people engage, but only other dumb people. Yeah. It's like you just delete them immediately from Facebook. Like like do you know what I mean? Like they they're trying to make their own mini logies, their own mini <laughs> fucking Oscar award. My favorite movie of 2012 was Botch Botch. And I'm like, well, we don't care because your brain is the size of a little fucking apple cunt. So fuck off. Like, what? Oh, you got emotionally riled up from your fucking bunker doing conspiracy theories. And now you're going to tell me, having never created a movie, have never been creative, you'll tell me where Martin Scorsese fell short on his latest movie. The yeah. arrogance. Yeah. The arrogance of this fucking petulant little shit to come in and go, like, you know what? Could have had a better ending. I would have done one. I'm like, no, you wouldn't, dude. You can't even finish your work at the office. Like, your fucking desk is messy. You haven't paid bills in two years. You're fucked. Your wife left you. I'm like, you want a good ending? Fucking resolve your issues with your wife and try to have your, a decent relationship with your ex-wife. <laughs> try and rekindle your relationship for the sake of your children. <laughs> dude, I love it, though, because you know what I like is it's always set up with bait. Like, they'll put their movie list up. But it's never done in fun. Like you will joke, they always come at you. They come at you. Do you know what I mean? If you challenge them and then eventually they're fuming, saying vicious things about you like, you're a dickless fucking liar. You're fucking <laughs> never going to do anything with your life. And I'm like, we're talking about Back to the Future 1, 2 and 3, son. You have to have some sense of perspective here. You've now actually verbally attacked the, the looks of my children. You're saying I've got an ugly second kid. He's got a piggish nose. I'm like, you need... To fucking stop going down these wormholes, dumb fuck. (laughs) (laughs) My second eldest might be the ugliest of the bunch, but I really don't know what that has to do with Biff's storyline. I don't don't know what that has to do with Biff, mate. But the thing is, it's because they get so excited. Like, you have no feeling on a roller coaster. So, like, when you see that list, we just scroll past. Oh man, going 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 back to that just quickly because I think you have like you have this is the the turbulence the turbulence thing the roller coaster and and a few other moments but like you ha- you have a few of those where uh, it's like the, <laughs> you've got all the excitement and you're 
and and like you're in the moment and it's like you you can't believe that this is that this thing is happening like you know you're like yeah, the yeah, first yeah. time you fly and you hit that turbulence and you're like oh my god like I, i'm in the sky like you you, you have you have this like yeah, yeah, perspective yeah, yeah. of the situation almost almost objectively because you've never had it before and then i think uh like the roller coaster as well and then the first time you have a like a, a legitimate car crash is one of those moments where you like the adrenaline is absolutely pumping and you it's 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 just disbelief that you're that you're living dude it's in like you're moment. in a dream but what are the what are the what are the other ones that are waiting for me i want to know like do you did you have that when you lost the when you lost 2.5 million dollars like does that happen to you know what's better than a roller coaster drink driving dude because you don't know the outcome <laughs> you have the same rush <laughs> you can go at 190 do you know that hunter s thompson used to do it you drive right at to the point and beyond your fare just on cliff faces and you know you go to infinity and beyond and then come back from it sort of hallucinating and fucked and it's like that really is where um where you fully feel yourself but yeah man but i don't not know the, not the rush like i mean more the moments of disbelief where you realize that you're like you're experiencing something Dude, and you'd never and you, you didn't think I've, you would i've had the moments like when i oh shut up fucked up <laughs> sorry man like um that's right. You know what the worst is? My mum ringing, so she will never stop. Like she has no, she has no concept. Like if you hang up on her, she'll be like, "Oh, he must have sat on his phone." And I'm like, "I better sit call on my phone again. eight yeah. times in a row," and it'll just be do do do. Just wanted to see what you're up. Where where are you? Are you all right? It's well-meaning though, so whatever. But man, you know what the thing yeah. is? I um, I uh, it, you're right. Hey, dude, because like when I made that money, I felt it. But then also when I lost, and I had some other things happen at the same time. But do you know what mm. I reckon when you, um, when you hit, um, like w- when I had that bad thing was uh, losing that money, you get like this, um, what I've realised, your adrenaline overrules it. Fuck's sake, I knew she'd keep ringing. And I can't turn it off. Tell, man, uh, no, just answer it and tell her to go back. Stop fucking ringing me. Sorry, man. Sorry, so go back. This is the thing I find weird with people that, um, that they're unaware of, of reading um, behavior or emotion. Mm. Like they come in a room and you see them just talk to someone and you're like, you know, you just offended them. Like they've got a, a Chinese <laughs> partner and you've said, why would, why would you go, why would you go and learn Chinese? Like what, who, why would you do that? I'm like, well, cause he's marrying, she's marrying a Chinese guy and their family's all Chinese. Yeah. Well, hey, hey, Wu, why would you learn Chinese? I'm like, and then she's shocked and goes, oh, I think, I, I think there's something up with uh, Claire. Like she seems, a bit, she seems a bit on side. I'm like, yeah, like, do you not read a room? Did you not see? You bombed. You fucking bombed, dude. Just the, basically the, the people who come up and you'll be at a show, after a show, chatting to a couple of comics at a table and someone from the audience will come up and sit at the table. and Oh, dude. Ch- like the conversation completely stops and they're just sitting there like, oh, man, yeah, let me get involved. I've got, I've never actually been to a comedy show before and I would love to interrupt what is obviously like friends hanging out with some of my thoughts on it. Dude, <laughs> dude, I, I can't believe it because they don't even understand. They'll be like, blah, 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 big story. And you're like, yep, yep. And it's like, how many brick walls can I possibly put in front of you before you fucking stop? You're like the yeah, fucking and you know Terminator. Why? You know why? Because they leave and they go, man, those comedians, fucking no social skills. <laughs> dude, dude, I know. They, they, they don't realise you've done it on purpose. I find it weird to see these self-sourcing cakes where you give them nothing. You're like, but they still are in there. 
And it's like, why won't you answer? And I'm like, it's been 18 months now. I've never answered. But you still are hitting up my DMs going like, hey, any chance you're out? Hey, are you on the show tonight? Hey, hey, just wondering. Hey, Wolfie. And then they're sort of angry at points. No response. Are you, have I said something? And then they forget about it. And then they're like, hey. Great to see you tonight. Can't wait. I'm like, man, these I are the people that we need to put on, like on tri- not on, on fucking X and cycles to be generating us clean energy because they are just their own source of perpetual motion. Dude, they I require agree, no man. input and it's just output constantly. They, they're like Vikings, you know, under the boat that do the oars. They should just be yeah. on treadmills, powering uh, power power centers, just walking <laughs> and just going. Oh, hey, man. hey, you know that the, you know that the Vikings doing the oars were the chattiest cunts. Like they were just yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Forgan and Morgan and, and Slogan. Every they're all down there. We don't have to deal with them anymore. Like, Dude, like how good is it that it? we? How good is it, man? The, <laughs> the Viking boat's been so great ever since we got rid of the sails and made those cunts Dude, row. <laughs> I love it so much because you know what I like in history. Most people had a horrible time. Like all the movies document. They, even in the movies, you, you, you never meet the oarsmen that just had the worst life, just rode their whole yeah. life. Or you never – the Egyptian pyramids, you never see the family that <laughs> were told that it was going to be all worth it at the end of the day and did it for eight generations. And, like, basically they were born and died on this planet and they did nothing besides stroke some fuckhead's dick, some ego of some fucking psychopath. And it's, like, it's crazy. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy to think, like – during the King thing, you have all these fucking in England that most people were basically just in fields doing work. And if a, if a dignitary came past, they'd just rape you in the field and, and walk on. or You know what I mean? It was just, it's just like the life of hell, man. You were like livestock. Man, let's go back to what? Uh, let's go back to the, what were we up to? You're talking about losing, losing, oh, losing the money, the moments of disbelief. Oh, man. I was just saying to you, like, because I've had some other bad things that I did. And one thing happened where... I can't ever talk about it because it's too much. So that would be like the, the one thing I'd never reveal. But when you have something that hits you like that, you don't realise how your ears start ringing, dude. Your, your ears ring and your, your, skin oh, yeah. goes, your skin goes tingly. You can hear an audible ringing. Like, I've heard of people like in big situations like that and it doesn't stop. And then you can just, uh, you can do anything because you're in fight or flight. Like you can just, you just go for like, I remember just running. I went for like a 15k run and it felt like nothing and I didn't even have a podcast. It was just like, dude, do, 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 do. it's like, it's like you're basically a deer being chased. And they're like, where have you been? You've been running for six hours and you're just like, time just slows, but then speeds up and nothing's mm. real anymore. And then basically what happens, like for me, you just suddenly, this is why I think I'm still grappling with reality. You suddenly... Two years have passed. It's like you're the born identity. Suddenly you just like, you suddenly become cognizant at a barbecue and you're like, fuck, this chick's annoying. She never shuts up. She's been messaging forever. And then you check your phone and it's like 2020. And you're like, fuck, fuck. The last memory I have was that fucking, that ringing that fucking MD. And he was saying that, nah, the second, the third hole's definitely got nickel. Nickel sulfide in it, man. It's going to be fine. We won't do a cap raising. We won't do a cap raising, mate. Trust me. And he goes, I've driven to Kalgoorlie to check it. I fucking checked it. And he goes, it's unbelievable. And he goes, I've, I've actually like, this is what he said to me. I've actually, the, the samples are so good. I've put them in my van and driven them back. So it's faster. <laughs> like I've driven them back to get checked. Wow. Could this guy have lied more brazenly to you? <laughs> 
Dude, he spoke to me on the phone and then the worst thing he did was he told me after it all collapsed and he was like, I'm sorry, man. And then he said, um, we, you do realise we knew who was trading our stock. Like we, that was the reason he'd been communicating with me. It was like, um, do you know like uh, Tom Cruise in that movie where he realised the lawyers are listening to him and he goes like, yeah, like I've got the register, man. Like I knew you were trading. <laughs> Man, I watched I was, the firm literally for the first time two nights ago. That's so dude, and he was, and he was like, he was like, yeah, I was managing you, and then I'm like, and then you're like, fuck, what can I do about this? And then they just all disappear, and then you just start running the streets as everything just melts away. Everything you and had. you're the patsy man. You're you're holding up the you're holding up the dude, castle, and I'm then the you realise it's made of sand, dude. And then I'm the complete, I'm the dumb cunt patsy, and then you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm, the di- I'm the dickhead And there's nothing you can do And then you realise you're Do you know what I became? The guys that, at the comedy club That message And then tries to hang around The cool comics And thinks you're in the club And they go Meet us down Meet us down here And you end up There's no one there And you just get bashed by random <laughs> They set you up to a bikey club Or something And you just You're annihilated and shredded Do you know it's that It's that Because No one cares man this is what I realized as well, eh? Like, in what in what respect? One of the hard, the saddest parts of doing broking was realizing that humans are disgusting, toxic, mm-hmm. noxious, like pigs. <laughs> because I just realized the human condition. I'm like, everyone's disgusting. Even people really close to you, like greed and fear controls them. Do you know? Because even mm-hmm. when you were doing well on stocks, I was still getting berated for like, Oh, dude, well, you should have sold for more. I'm like, you don't even know what the stock was. You didn't even fucking know anything. I fucking tripled your money, fuckhead. I said you made 20% over the last 10 years. I fucking tripled your money and you're yelling at the phone like I've stolen from you. But, like, the thing is you never say this to them. You just internalise it and just watch. Mm. Like uh, like the guy on the CCTV masturbating with the slimy skin and you're just like, <laughs> people are fucking repulsive. And then you realise how's a monster career? Created. And suddenly you realise through this shit because you realise um, once you see the human condition, then the value of life drops and then you could see how you could become Bill Gates just selling vaccines in Africa and going, like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> fuck it all. <laughs> fuck it all. Survive. Just our family unit should, should rise in this world and everyone else can get fucked. Everyone else is a, a oarsman in a Viking ship. Do you know what I mean? Because if you don't... If you don't take that stance, and the worst thing, it's not even in my nature, dude. I'm a kind person. But if you don't take... <laughs> yeah, it shows. <laughs> you've only got two options, dude. You either fucking row or you make someone else row. And that's the sad part of life. Well, yeah, man. You've, you've either got your eyes closed or your eyes open. It's like you're... Uh, it's, it's so... It does end up being binary. You either take your clothes off and you go in the fountain or you keep deluding yourself that the thing that's going to make you happy uh, is that new pair of shoes and you have Dude, to... Dude, 100%. It and, and no one said... No one stripped back when I was joking about the oarsman or the Egyptian slave and going, yeah, but he was a great guy, hey. You should have seen he did it. He always did an extra row down in the boat. He didn't even need to do it. He used to do like an extra 30 at the end just to lift people's spirits. Oh, people love to think that's how you'll be remembered, but that's absolutely not how you'll be remembered. Dude, they're all, all in there rowing and there's one guy, like there would always be the best rower down there that thought like, fuck, someday they'll make a movie about how well I rowed. <laughs> 
yeah, but I agree got, with you, like, man. What's the what's the grace period, man? Because you've got like, uh, uh, let's say you did, you, let's say you did something something great, you know, like you, you <laughs> a shit job, but something great, like you're a plumber, and uh, I don't want to say plumbing's a shit job, but you did just an average job, and you, but you graded it, and for ten years, man, like all around. Every, all the other plumbers are like, oh, Gary was a, such a good plumber, oh, dude. such a great plumber. And then after ten years, the like, it's it's just it's, it just becomes oh, Gary was a plumber. <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> I agree with you. Do you know what the thing is? You can only live up to your own potential. That's all I reckon anyone can expect. You know, it's hard for you. As I said, you always think success is coming on the next train. And I'm all. I actually think ignorance is bliss, dude. It's a saying, and I fucking just wish that that was enough for me just to row the oars or to be a plumber and just go like, you should have seen that shit slide down that pipe after I'd been there, Gracie. That shit was fucking smooth, hey? I could have I put that to classical music and jerked off to it an hour and just like loving it and going like, I fucking inclined the pipe. 8%, everyone says 7 but the shit slides sweet, baby. And you know, you live in this fucking great world and it's all you ever wanted. And you watch your footy, you watch your Mighty Blues, and you have a pie. And you're basically, the truth is, you know what was so good? That movie, The Castle, was everything. Because that cunt, it was the happiest of anyone. House of Serenity, as there's just electrical wires, and they're in a fucking asbestos-riven shit lake. The fish are dead. But that guy, if he fuck, he ripped that gate off, and it was the best thing ever, dude. He had that fucking gate out the front of his house and he was like, I don't know how he got this property so cheap as a plane just about killed him landing. And I'm like, how happy is that guy? And he's like, fucking hell, mate. We got fucking vanilla ice cream tonight. Fucking shit, yeah. I'm like, who wouldn't want to be like that? So I'm like, in many ways, I reckon you have to give it a timeline. And if you're not going to make it, they should allow you to just have a lobotomy, man. You could either get wired up or they just get an ice yeah. cream scoop and just take out your frontal lobe and they just fucking flick it in a bin and you go like, fucking point me to the airport. I'm going to go buy a fucking property right next to the runway and just live, live life within a new, lower the glass ceiling and just live in that world, man. It's fine. Yeah. Two things. Firstly, uh, um, abs- absolute respect to any plumbers and uh, Wolfie and I, uh, I think we both agree that put in a room with you would be absolutely emasculated immediately and recant everything we've Dude. ever said negatively about you. Dude, but the whatever, point isn't like, about the plumber. It's whatever the, it's whatever the thing is that you Dude, just, like, just contend Look, with. we're trying to but retract it. No one's mocking any profession. We're, all we're talking about is ambition and then using mm. examples imagine, to describe imagine it. Imagine... You're a plumber, and then imagine the, a guy you know who is a shit plumber, and that he's just that, Dude, that's all, all is, he he can't just, see outside of the realm pe- of plum. People get angry. <laughs> people get angry about comparing, but you're allowed to compare because we were just using examples, and we started at the lizard kings and the the king, and then the plumber as an example. And even if the plumber's getting angry right now, you know that you're not going to the White House tomorrow to get fucking discussion right so fucking grow up no one scott morrison's not ringing you tomorrow and go hey dude something sprung up and you know what a little bit of respect to plumbers keen to know how to manage fiscal policy i'm like know your fucking place you fucking shit slinger you shit slinging plumber and and in all fairness i could not re-thread a tap so you know it's pretty much it's all equal Dude, we shouldn't have used this fucking plumber thing. I realise we sound like Donald Trump, like these maniacal fucks. But the thing that I get jaded about is, and I have it all the time, 
you can have a theoretic, uh, th- theological debate with someone and then they get upset because it hits too close to home. But yes. I n- am never talking about them or me. I'm talking about the concept of the idea of existence uh, or, or like what, where should we, what should we aspire to be and is it better to live within your means. And It's not the I, plumber, I, it's the man behind the plumber. It's not the trader, it's well, the man well, behind the trader. You know what the, the problem trader. is? You, you, have to, you have to inside. That's it. You've got to step away from the theory. But all I was talking about, which which started this, was that in primary school you already get horse whispered, and they trained you to become a plumber. That that's <laughs> m- maybe not what you would have been. They chose two options. You had like low level fucking desk jobs, like engineer, law. Did I slag those off as well? Like, what's a fucking GP? He just wipes noses and does some stitches. <laughs> These people are. Well, fucking this was my second thing. My second thing was when you talk about the lobotomies. Oh, we don't need lobotomies. I think we. It just needs to be acceptable and then it needs to be because <laughs> you've got okay, you've got your you've got your options right you start you've got you go through school you can t- continue on with tertiary education you can go into a trade you can go into a dead-end job whatever you can go make it on your own whatever you want to do but no one yeah no one's coming around from a vo- vocational college but the vocation is just being a mental uh like on the bridge with a fishing rod at yeah, night yeah, time. Yeah. And that needs to be an option for people. And I think it's disgusting that we have the, – the way that we have countries uh, and borders sorted at the moment where, uh, you know, it's all cultural and there's, and there's re- like religious yeah, yeah. and all these other reasons. We, we, we need to get rid of those entirely. Like that, I, prison, prison's a horrible, uh, a horrible concept. I reckon we, yeah, uh, I agree. we restructure and we have prison island country. We've got dead shit country. We've got – plumbing oh, world. you know we've got, we got all of them and you get you get to I choose to live concept. in the system that works with your ideology the I best. love this idea so, so you've brought up Raf and you just go to like the Hunger Games and they go look you know what you're a tough cunt so we're going to send you out with other tough cunts and you, let's see how tough you are. You're going to be up against Bane and other people. And I'm like, enjoy it, dude. We've kicked everyone out of Serbia and you fuckheads stay in there. And you know what? You want to bash your wife? Go ahead. Your wife will bash you back. She's going to fuck you up, cunt. Do you know what I mean? You're, she's yeah. she's yeah. elected to be there. That's my, my, my issue. My contention is that there's not enough freedom for you to do whatever you truly want to do. <laughs> Dude, I find Even it a bit... I find it be the guy with the rod. <laughs> Dude, and you should have the crazy thing because I often find it weird because, like, we're all online now and there's no culture that I can see. But then there's this big argument, cultural appropriation, and fair enough, where we are right now, they should respect it. But let's project forward. Like, I just don't know... I don't know if anything's going to exist in any real form in 2,000 years if you're, if you're th- being real, right? It's as if, like, is it really going to... Are we really not going to... Do you know what I mean? Will the identity still exist? Because I'm saying like there was the Roman. Yeah, everyone's mixing. There was the Roman. There was the Roman. There's the Roman Empire, and there was the fucking Aztecs, and they don't exist anymore. And I'm like, everyone's just going to inbreed and change, and eventually, what's going to happen is um, uh, uh, fusion cooking. The best of every culture will be merged. And it will yeah. just be one culture. And then they go, oh, well, you're appropriating. But I'm saying, well, I'm fusing cooking, dude. I'm taking the best parts of the culture that you have <laughs> and yeah. embracing it into mine. And I'm like, that's what you call technology and progress. Like, realistically, well, it's well, great. Well, wasn't there a theory that it was like by 2100, there wouldn't be unique races anymore or ethnicities? Dude, and that, that it would, ev- no anyone one, who identified with a particular ethnicity would be the minority at that point? Dude, I think so 100% because now that Jetstar's allowing every moron to fuck around the globe, 
You are kidding yourself if we're not going to all yeah. look the same. Like, I'm like, yeah. no fucker. And then anyone that looks different, someone's going to try fuck them because they're unique and pretty. So I'm like, even if you do manage to hang on to it, eventually a pack of marauding madmen from Serbia are going to come and you're going to fucking merge. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's got to merge. There's no way that you're going to have fucking... Do you know, like dream catchers and shit from the past, like when people are boarding the space shuttle, we're heading to Mars and we're like, <laughs> yeah, fuck, yeah. fuck. Like we need to honour the, the English tradition of fucking bangers and mash. We're like, fuck off. Get in the fucking, eat your fucking space cakes. We're heading up to fucking Jupiter, can't. Do you know what I mean? I don't give a shit that you're attached to a statue. And that, oh, you're like, the, the River Thames is where my mum fucking burst me. I'm like, the River Thames is a fucking sewer now because the plumbers have fucked up and the shit's been sliding back into the stream. I'm like, your culture's gone, fuck it. I think, I don't know, because this isn't something we've covered before, but I'm sure I just get the vibe you feel the same way. But like, do, do you have any concept of national identity or pride or anything like that? Oh, dude, I find, I find borders repulsive because effectively <laughs> they're not sharing. All it reminds me of is like that's when I see true, my two that's kids. That's true. It's, man, <laughs> your whole life you're brought up, it's, it's share. It's we need to share. And then as soon as someone else wants to share a little bit of our land, we're very very against do, it, do, aren't we? All of that kindergarten and prep school goes out the window. Do, and the, the whole construct of culture, like, like we're protecting because we roast sausages and they roast walnuts and then we keep them out. <laughs> and because their economy is inferior and the, the, the assets have just randomly landed – and then basically you, you don't honour their, their, their boundaries. You go in and fucking rape the third world and take it all. Do you know? And mm. then go, oh, good luck with your culture now that you're living on fucking $1 a day and we stripped you of the assets because you had no bargaining position. And like, I'm like, they should be free flow of, of all nations because then you could have United Nations and then you would actually fix like global warming and bigger issues mm. because you, would, you wouldn't have a war, right? There's no yeah. reason to have war if you have no uh, borders. And it blows my mind as well. It's always the dead end of a, a dead shit that waves a flag. It's mm. never the talented one. Like there's people that do it like Olympics and it, from war and shit, they deserve it. But the main person that's uh, p patriotic is some dead shit that ran out, didn't have a hobby. Yeah, Don't yeah, you yeah, yeah, wearing wearing thongs to the supermarket, <laughs> and they're basically they've got <laughs> and nothing. They're Australian and flag thongs, and he's very proud. We we fucking done it, mate. Have you seen what we've done? We've won the fucking cycling. I'm like, get get into your fucking trolley and fuck off back to your fountain, dickhead. You've done nothing. I have, I like, I have nothing to. There's, no, there's nothing from New Zealand that I identify with because the main things, the main things that the country exports, it's rugby union and a, and a, a, yeah. a kind of problematic drinking culture. Dude, 100. percent And 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 I just don't understand. Like, if you have any sense of self worth, you resent being stereotyped. So like. I yes. hate the fact that because I'm Australian, if I got on a f Skype call with someone from England, they'd be like, oh, down under, and they would listen, they'd quote that Simpsons episode. <laughs> I'm like, yes. I don't relate with anything. Like, I find it hilarious, like, mocking Perth, Sydney, Melbourne, and then I see it online, people getting upset, and I'm like, you're such a loser, dude. You actually bought into <laughs> an identity of a group. <laughs> Like That's a what child, it is, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's another little control form. It's a like, hey guys, we got look what we got going on. We got bunning snacks, and we got the flag and the Southern Cross, and everyone's having a fucking a good yarn with their mates. Dude, it's about compliance, and uh, 
conditioning mind uh, com- conditioning thoughts right because uh, because you 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 you're seeking to be the same as everyone and that that is in mm. a way nationalism so it, mm. it pulls you into line which is like what the school system does you get coerced mm. into being disciplined and sitting and being obedient and then equally so you get equal pressure because you've got to support Melbourne and footy and we mm. like this and all it does is make you make you a slave. Because if you, woe betide the guy who says he doesn't like AFL, it's probably beaten up because they go, my yeah. fucking dad with, died with a blues flag on him. You can't, I'm going to fuck you up. And it's like what they're doing is conditioning you and it's mind control. Like they, there's basically pressure inside your family and friend groups to conform mm. and assimilate. And, and, and that helps facilitate generating employees man and making a workforce but also it also it also may enables uh enables you to have a call to arms if there is some kind of conflict <laughs> oh dude <laughs> which is really which is really all nationalism is but you know there's one there is one good thing that's come out of uh new zealand nationalism and not that there's uh yeah. well i mean there probably there actually probably is a lot of it and i'm just completely blind and ignorant ignorant to it but the one good thing that i can identify is that the uh like our recycling campaign is that everyone should be a tidy kiwi and i really resonate with that because i think you should be a tidy kiwi and if you're going to identify with anything at all it's recycling yeah, and yeah, being yeah. a tidy kiwi <laughs> dude dude uh, that's so good you know what i i do acknowledge though is like mm. in times of war you definitely have to be there's nationalism makes sense because it's mm. like I don't agree in going into my bedroom, you know, as a kid and putting a bit of tape down the middle and saying to my brother, this is my side, this is yours. But if he puts the tape down there and then he fucking comes onto my side, I'm going to stab him in the face. You're going to defend your side. Yeah, because I'm saying to you, (laughs) I'm saying I'm not nationalist, but I'm like, if pricks started storming onto this beach and we had established rules that they are borders, then I'm fucking going to throw a brick at their head. Hey, do you know what I mean? But (laughs) my my fundamental belief and philosophy is to share, but I know that's not the way the world exists. So I'm like, I would be patriotic in times of war, but we're not in war, dude. To tie it back to what you were saying with uh, with Cheryl going like, oh, why would you learn Chinese? I mean, what happens when we go to war with China and then everyone, you've got, you've got your friends and family going, man, my mate's Chinese, you know? Like, what, am I, what am I supposed to do? Oh, dude. But you know what the thing is? China's going to dominate now, hey. Ever, after my conspiracy theory, like, they seem very primed to launch and to... To acquire large chunks because they've got that that. Um, I'm very much highway. looking forward to the upcoming Chinese IPO. The um, I'm getting on, on board Dude, what with is the IPO for China. What is the policy of China? It's called the the roadway or the the highway or freeway. Like they've got, they're basically trying to create and roll out um, infrastructure that pretty much funnels and drains like vampire from every country. Like they've got long term. I don't trust any Chinese uh, policy with a, with a grand scale name because you've got the, the uh, the two I know off the top of my head, the great leap forward, right? That was a bad one that killed uh, a few hundred million, wasn't it? And then you've also got the one child policy, which uh, I don't think people like that one too much either. Oh mate, a hundred percent. I forget the one belt road. Yeah, that's the one that I was talking they, about. Hey, man, sh- you would think, right, if you were in charge of Chinese policy naming, you would avoid the word one to start with. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I like about though, China is they, they have like 100, 400 thousand year plans, which means they always beat us because we're on a four year <laughs> election cycle. Yeah, so we end yeah. up just fucking blowing the credit card and going like, 
everyone's getting cocktails, vote me in. <laughs> and then China can just wait you out. So they, you can have an iron ore asset and they just won't develop it. And then you have about three election cycles and it's eventually the company that had it's in liquidation. And they're like, how have these guys waited out? And they're like, they've already planned to only mine that in their great, great grandchild has really got that written on a stone. Like that's yours. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to fucking yeah, yeah. wait out these cunts. And we're in there going like, Hey guys, just emailing every week going, have you thought more about what price you'd like to roll this mine out? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll get back to you. Hey, keep thinking about it. You're real close right now. You're real close. And eventually because China's of China's going West, back to the ancient scrolls to figure out what year and what month to sell their Bitcoin do, holdings. <laughs> do they already planned, when they planned the China wall, they were planning Bitcoin exit strategies. And, yeah, and yeah. the funny thing is they outweighed us every time. And we've got Western thing where we're like, Oh, well, they'll eventually get around to it. But like sometimes they sit on a, a resource or a plan and they wait your whole life out. Like you die and just go, the guy's a fucking scam. And as soon as they see you buried, they're like, all right, time to mine that iron ore in fucking um, Congo. We'll do it now, huh? <laughs> For free. But, you know, they do, it, they do it a lot here in Australia, man. They've done it with so many companies. I don't know if I mentioned this last time with the D-list move. What they do is they, they, they jump on the board, they buy a small mm. percentage of an ASX-listed company, and then they um, effectively leave the country so there's no foreign director, and then they stop reporting. So they've done it with me a couple of stocks. They did it with Wolf Petroleum, which is the biggest uh, oil deposit in Mongolia. And what they did mm. is they bought it for a pittance, then they stopped reporting, ASIC keeps sending letters, they just laugh, then their shareholders get worried, so they do like a, a, an emergency meeting, extraordinary meeting to try sort of ask them. Suddenly they mm. appear back to life. They, they haven't responded in two years. Suddenly they fucking mount a, a challenge, block it, and then go to a delisted status. And then once you're delisted, you're as good as fucked. ASX, so you, you can no longer access your capital. Then they liquidate the company, roll it into the dirt, and they buy the asset off the Mongolian government who's already said... Probably when it first started, you can have it. Just fucking can you tank this company? And there's no consequences <laughs> because ASIC is useless and that's the end of it. So you basically, mm. you own a company and they effectively just steal it. I'm like, that's I don't a understand. That's fast move though. Oh my God. Dude, and how's their strategy? They go like, well, this is their move. You, you come around, you're selling your car. They come around, look at it and go, I love it. Yep, I'm going to buy it. They give you a hundred buck deposit and then they... Um, then they basically fucking steal it. Uh, you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? They, but they, they give you they give you like a credit card to hold on to while they take it for a test drive. Oh, dude, but then they just I drive onto a boat and the boat fucks off. <laughs> dude, I worked it out exactly what they do. They they give you a deposit, but they never put the paperwork in. And then they fucking mount up parking and speeding oh, fines. Oh, yeah, they just go and through speed They, they basically take your car. You've ra they've racked up the entire cost of the car and it's cheaper yeah. for you to just give it do, to them. Do, and then they eventually you give them the car or you end up bankrupt and they eventually buy the car off you legitimately in your bankruptcy estate. And they've actually, they're going, that's weird because the car suddenly reappeared. But uh, the paperwork wasn't in there. They, they said they were going to put the paperwork in. Do you know, or they'd paid a small fee and then they were going to bring it back. And, but now they've bought it for $300 and it's a fucking Ferrari. And they're like, this fucking, fucking Chinese guy said he was just fucking said he was going to buy it. He bought a small stake in it. 
And that's what you're screaming through the bars while they've locked you up for unpaid speeding fines you, that you didn't rack up. Do you know what I love so much is you think you can mount a challenge. Like if I found money, I want to try to get Wolf Petroleum money back because they, they scorched me um, 120 grand. I lost 55 Fuck. in... I lost 55... No, no, 55 in um, ordinary stock and I think around 70 in options that expired. So I can't complain about the options because that was a time delineated thing. So it's my mistake. Yeah. But 55 yeah. is legit cash that should have been there. And um, the thing is, I if, um, I if I went there, I'd probably go missing, dude. This is the funny thing. I'd go there with 55 grand <laughs> and go like, oh, I'm going to get them back, dude. I've got millions now. And it would just be like, I'd come back in a fucking, having had a full ice cream scoop lobotomy and just be going, oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't you think that? This, you can't do shit to the Chinese. Man, what was the, what was the deal? What was with these property deals in London? Because you've mentioned them a couple of times. Dude, the property things were the best because um, talking of like the best mug off was because during the GFC, it was hard to get loans. And I had the worst because I had been to... London when I was younger and I had a fucking bank debt and what happened is um, I had a small amount that was a reconciling amount for 50 pounds or something and it was yeah. a fee that they charged between the credit card and the normal account and it hit and then it was a timing thing. I said, I got paid in there but you closed the account because I hadn't responded. They closed uh, the checking account or something. Do you know what I mean? So like the money yeah. was sitting in the opposite and they managed to manufacture a debt and then I was leaving and I said, I'm never fucking paying that and it fell away and they were sending debt collectors and I never paid it and they said, you will never bank with <laughs> ever again. <laughs> Man, in, in Canada, they have the system, uh, it's like, it's, it, what's it called? It's, it's like a social security number system, right? And when you, when you go to the country on a visa, they give you uh, like one of these numbers, right? And you do everything yeah, yeah. with this number. You get a lease, you, the number, yeah, you get yeah, a phone yeah. contract, you get you use the number. But then like when you when you got a visa, like you look at the card they give you, the number's got an expiry date. So like you leave yeah. the country and then the number just expires and it's just yeah, yeah. like you never exist. You're a ghost, man. You're an absolute, you're just a ghost. Dude, <laughs> this is what I loved, man, because it's what, what we're talking about, those Chinese with the car, but that's what people did in London. You just rack up speeding fines, parking fines, and then you just... Leave the, you leave the car at the airport and you never lodge the paperwork and you just yeah, drive yeah. free in the, the whole system. Unless you actually yeah. get physically pulled over by police, you're fine. And yeah. um, this this is what happened. So that I, I went back there because it's so hard to get a bank account there, man. And like, so I went back the next time and I managed to bypass it and get with another bank. But then I wanted to, I wanted to try get loans and there was two dodgy fucking guys that could do anything. So I was, I was life banned from... And I paid. Is there a cooler bank? Is there a cooler bank than? By the way, like they are. Wasn't it? Wasn't it just a few years ago that they were like on some high level criminal charge for laundering money for the triads? Dude, it was the greatest. They were um, laundering money for drug cartels, and they they got caught. And it was like they were doing it across the board. And then they were fined like one week's trading revenue, which was immaterial (laughs) to them. And they said, you know what? <laughs> Round it up to a month. They didn't even care. They were like, oh, <laughs> one week. <laughs> we fucking planned to give, I planned to give myself a year's worth for my bonus. Take it, fuck face. Take, is that it? 
They said, go and get it from Petty Cash. It's fucking irrelevant to us. It's totally immaterial. But then you would have, the, the guy, the, the people that find them would have gone to get the money. And they're like, who are these bald guys with fucking machine guns and drugs in a bag? And they're like, ha, oh, oh, ha, you think we're going to stop for your small fine? Just find us next month, fuckhead. This business is lucrative. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's basically what happened. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, and then, yeah. but I heard about these guys that I, I can't say their names, but they, um, they could hook up loans for anyone. And they were hooking up loans for people in uh, London, personal loans, loans. And then the, this is Jim's pe- loans. Yeah, yeah, Jim's loans. And they would get personal loans. People were doing this, get personal loans, go back to Australia with the money, uh, having spent it all, and then return and then get a newer bank account and get another personal loan. And uh, wow. they would just keep writing them off. But anyway, I had to, I had a block because I, it was hard for me to get a loan. So I went to these guys and I had to give them, like, these guys were loaded, man. These guys were the best, dude. They ran these property things during the GFC. And um, I had to try to get a loan. So I just got, I ended up having to give the money out of Nando's in a fucking paper bag, <laughs> dude, to hook me up. How and much? They, they, I gave them 5,000 pounds, I think. And it was to hook up loans and they could get me two houses if I wanted. And the best thing was I went to, I went to the bank Wait, what's the, scam, what's the scam on their end? How, how, how does that work for them? Well, man, they make the commission, the mortgage broking commission and, uh, and other stuff, but they just enjoy doing it, dude. They so did are, are, they, are, they jo- legitimate, are they legitimate like brokers or bankers? Yeah, they're, they're, they're massive brokers, but then they had done some other shit that I found out later, okay. like some of the people that had given them their identity docs. Like they were just smooth documents through for some people, not me, because I actually had a good job, but I'm saying yeah. for others. But <laughs> they... Right. Um, I heard that they had done some loans on people's names without them knowing. So they leveraged in, like, bought houses on people's identities and made even more money in that boom. But, but dude, it was unbelievable because I went to that bank and when I went there, the guy said, fuck, dude, you're, you're black, you're red flag. Like, you can't get it. And then he went, yeah. but yes, you can. Ding, 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 ding. And then just re- went around it. And I got the loan. Dude, and then I, I was actually able... To buy two houses at once if I wanted, and I was going to. I bought one house in Putney, and I was trying to buy another one in um, West Kensington. And it was yeah. so funny, dude, because I'm a I was a party boy then, and I, I was seeing houses intoxicated. So the real estate agent thought I was bullshit, but then I'd already bought another <laughs> house, and I'm like, I want another. And I had like sunnies on, and I'd been up for days, and I'd be like, "What the fuck's this shit? Can I have a piss?" And he was like, "But, but he knew I was a real deal, so he had to patronise me." And say, like, "Oh, yeah. good sir, oh, you're you're a real character, aren't you, mate? You're a real fucking character. You, what you want to have a shower in here? Yeah, yeah, I want to sober up in the shower. I might buy it. You fucking make a call." But anyway, so I bought, I bought that house. Mm-hmm. which was a five bed. And we got to get into this. This was the vortex dude that funded itself. Like we had people in there living. I paid no rent because everyone, I earned enough to pay the mortgage. But dude, yeah. th- that, that was when I, this is the position that I was first in. I had a, a fuck, I forget how many bedrooms it was. One, two, three, four bed, four, four bed, four yeah. bed house in London, right near like uh, Putney train station. But mate, these stories, You'll love these ones because I was the landlord of the Vortex, which meant there was no rules. It was in just anything went. People used to treat it like a nightclub. At times, at times, I didn't even know who was in the house. There were times I got woken up by the police and I'm like, I'm not partying, dude. I got work tomorrow. I don't even know who those Maori guys are. I said, I went down there. 
I said, I went down there yesterday and they'd broken a fucking beer bottle and I just threw a duvet on it and walked over it. I said, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I said, some <laughs> other fuckheads brought them in. I'm like, I live up, I'm sleeping upstairs. It's not my problem. I don't care. Yeah. It's, I, I let them do whatever they want. But, um, man, the thing was, um, yeah, so they hooked me up with that house and then another. And that was, that was, I got so much poor advice from losers, hey, weak little guys. And they were what like, oh, GFC. Like well, they're like, you know how the serpents always appear at the moments of inflection, like I said last week, and they're like, they're like, shh, shh, at the critical moments where you're about to, your life's about to turn around, and you're going to become a great success. You're, you're about to board the ferry to heaven, or you know, the rocket to heaven. Man, do the South African accent. That's your, it's your dad. Andrew, voice. Andrew, Andrew, come on, Andrew, no, 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 and they talk you out of like you got a golden ticket and you're Charlie, yeah. and you go like, I'll, I'll swap the ticket for a Mars bar. Yeah, you're right. Right, hey, I get two Mars bars. I am it's hungry. I do feel hungry. I need a Mars bar. It's a, it's a bird in the hand, and you know what? That ticket could be fake, even though it is made out of gold, and we verified that, but let's not do that. <laughs> but there were people uh, telling me to sell, and they had bought some shitholes and exited, and I just remember being at a barbecue with one of the guys talking to 10 people, and he was holding court, and he was like, you know to be leveraged with the GSC coming, and interest rates will rise, and this would happen. I was like, this is fucking bullshit. I'm going to make so much money out of this. But the thing was, they beat me. They fucking yeah. beat me because they got to my head and I didn't sell, but I locked in my interest rates and I locked them in at like four, 5% and they yeah. proceeded to drop and I would have been positively geared for seven years when I held them because they were rented when I was over there. But because of this little serpent, psh, 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 life's too hard. <laughs> Bill, you've got to play safe. And I've realized like locking in interest rates is a dumb move because the best you can get is two to five years and the, they just account for the fucking potential rise or fall. So they just factor it in. So you just, all you do is fuck yourself because if it mm. falls rapidly like it did after the GFC, you've latched in with a slow moving thing. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't insulate yourself. You're always better to be floating. And if you get fucked yeah. on the interest and it starts moving heavy one way or the other, sell. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's always an exit. You can always you can always make a move. Dude, and if, if the interest rate jacks up quickly, the rental yields go up. Like there's always a cover for this. It's just mm. fake fear. And I sat in fucking Sydney for seven years and had to pay, I think like, a shortfall of about 27 grand a year to cover oh. these fucking things. And it should have been the other way. It should have been yeah. easy money. But the long and the short of it was, man, these little fucking guys were the best. Hey? <laughs> they cruised around in uh, convertible BMWs. They were loaded. <laughs> They're now doing shit out in Dubai and they could get anything done. I don't know what sort of shit they did, dude. Like they, as I said, for me, they just sidestep like a red flag. And I yeah. think in many ways I never needed them because I had other mates that got loans. And I think I just like the titillating thing of giving someone money in Nando's. Just like the story. <laughs> Dude, I probably didn't yeah. even need them. I probably didn't even need move. these guys. Yeah. I just like to be in their BMW and we went out for a shish kebab and had the shishkas and we, we hung around all these people and it was like, yeah, we're fucking... We're fucking undermining the system, mate. And I'm like, I was probably just paid five grand for them to lodge my fucking bank document with the normal <laughs> bank. I didn't do anything bad. I didn't like, you know what I mean? Because I had the income. Man, if yeah, the like only, if they're scamming, if they say they're scamming uh, the other guy, they're scamming you too. There's no way, dude. And the thing was, my, my mine wasn't a big problem. It was just residency was an issue. Do you know? Because I was. Uh, right. 
it's hard to get a it's like buying property in Bali it's a little bit harder if you're not like I had a British passport though so I was fine but I was saying I think the main reason people used it was to um because they were on a visa two-year visa and then it's like well you've got a balloon payment at the end what the fuck are you talking about like you can't buy a house but dude Mm. this this thing made me that's where I made that property money the 600 grand profit that's good and then that's good money Dude, it's actually dog shit because you know what? I was I had two full I had two houses that I renovated and generally you should get like you know, over 7 years it should double. Do you know oh, what I mean? It was I over double. 7 years. No, I'm saying to you like if you get 10% growth over 7 it's a double and I yeah. fucking maybe made I made fucking 50 45% was you know what I mean? I, it was a shit. Okay. It was a not, re- not it's just classic classic my luck. I went all in. <laughs> <laughs> and they, there's the GFC. Like my, yeah. my, my other people I knew went in a few years later and they'd already doubled or doubled some and now st- have enough money like to never work again. I go in and two months after I've got those fucking gypsies telling me the whole house is going to collapse. <laughs> I've got a train track. I remember I brought a girl there and like I thought I'd be like showing off your yeah, own property. And she, uh, she wouldn't sleep there. Like she was like, this is disgust. Like, like she, I had the air mattress there and like, she wouldn't the even kiss mattress, me. You fucking psycho. You thought that well, was I hadn't even work. put, dude, the thing was, you would have loved the stories come I had to with my, Come to my fucking house on the train station with the roof caved in. I've got an air mattress. We can go at it all night long or until my dick goes limp. <laughs> I had, I had people. Dude, she wouldn't even kiss me. She left in disgust. And the thing was, it was so good. I had um, mates move in there to help out before it was renovated. So mm. while it was being renovated, they were in there. And it was just a dust ball. And people lying there. We had two Polish workers that often got drunk and got in fist fights. And they, they hung their food up in fucking stockings to the roof because there were so many rats. <laughs> This is, you're and not I, painting a very glamorous picture. Dude, and I lay, I lay in there with just builder's rubble and with two Polish guys and we just drank and I ate their local food and, and there was an Indian guy that controlled it all and when I made my final payment, he just disappeared. <laughs> Isn't it amazing that you've, I mean, you've found a way to make 600 grand in such a, a wolfy kind of fashion, you know? Like. Dude, dude, but you know what was funny about this? I did Renos and the guy stopped. With one third to go, and and he just absconded with my money. So like, oh, I, he hadn't I, he hadn't I, finished. You just made the final I, payment, I, and he was gone. No, I had all my I had all my friends in there, and they were fuming. I remember I took a, a mate to Greek islands. We came back, and I promised him we'd be done. And he came to his room, and it was filled with builder's dust. And he fucking had to lie in bed with me that night, like because we had a mattress then. <laughs> and the thing was, the only thing that saved me was because I'd become. Because I'd become close friends with the Poles, they uh, they weren't working visas, but they they just did it for free for me. Like the oh, owner nice. wasn't didn't they didn't pay them again, but because I had actually um, been out with them, they used to be like these Poles are work so hard, dude. But they're such <laughs> rough fucks. They're such rough fucks. I had to like try get one off uh, police charge. Do you know what I mean? He'd come in and go, Andrew, <laughs> and. He, he bashed someone. Like, he bashed someone. Do you know what I mean? He was like, right. he was like I was at Weatherspoons and this fuckhead said something, so I beat the shit out of him with glass and shit and I had to try, like, vouch. Yeah, he's a great worker. Like, he's fine. <laughs> but I'm like, he's a fucking illegal 
uh, entry to the country. This guy's dangerous. <laughs> I, I said, he fucking, he lives on this weird meat from a bag that he hides uh, <laughs> strings to the roof. I go, this guy's like Rambo, man. You're om- you're omitting the whole rat issue there, I think, a little bit as well. I don't think it was by his choice that he was hanging his food from the roof. <laughs> it was more the disgusting state of affairs. Dude, uh, you know what the thing is? I had one night where I, I slept there and I woke up and I was like, I think... A rat was fucking, because I didn't wash my clothes. I think a rat was clawing at my boxes, because when I woke up, <laughs> near my dick, the, the fabric was ripped open like an animal had torn at it. Oh, and no. I, and I, I think that. basically, I think a rat tried to bite my dick off. <laughs> and I fought it off. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Dalton's got a story about how he... Uh, like uh, I don't know how old he was. He was probably nineteen, uh, and like yeah. he was he was doing roof installations, like uh, Queen yeah. in Queensland in the summer, for like five weeks. And uh, about the fourth week, they're like going to the guy. They're like, "Hey, when are we getting paid for this?" And the guy's like, "Man, after the job is done, like we've like we'll settle up and you know, like putting in a good forty hours a week on these yeah, fucking yeah. roofs, just getting." You've seen Dalton. He's the blondest boy yeah, yeah. who yeah, yeah, blondest yeah. tomato-headed, <laughs> round tomato-headed yeah, yeah. little fuck in the whole world. Dude, how can he like, always look sunburnt? Even in winter, he looks sunburnt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's because he's when he has an idea, his face fills up with blood. Um, so he's just yeah. turning absolutely beet red in the heat, and then like <laughs> five weeks in, man, the guy just the guy's just gone. <laughs> he's just he's just oh, completely mate. gone. <laughs> How do people do that, dude? Because this was the Indian guy. I forget his name, and I knew his family. Like his dad managed properties, and what they would do was they would buy apartments and then subdivide them illegally and put in new fuse boxes. Do you know what I mean? Right. Split. Okay. Ter- split. And they so, and so, terri- sorry, you were surprised when the guy, um, the guy well, stiffed I, I you? Say, I, yeah, yeah, well, I'm saying the, the dad and them, they would split uh, terraces into units, put in block uh, 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 electricity and all the plumbing separately, and then if it wasn't picked up within seven, five years, the council had to authorise it, even if it mirrored, because it mirrored another building. So they would basically <laughs> do it illegally, then rent them out, and then make the then make the profit, and then eventually they would contact the council and go, ha seven years. Do you know what Man, I mean? I love street? those. I, how good are those old laws like that? Where like, uh, like I know there was one. I think it was might have been a New Zealand one for a while. Where like if you squatted in a place for long enough, like it became yours, and like that was dude, just I, fine. Dude, yeah, that is the rule. <laughs> I love that. But you know what the thing is? They got screwed a few times. It's like where, like, like King of the Hell, man. That's that's dope. It's capture the flag, <laughs> dude. That's what I love because you you could you could exploit that with someone like Johnny Depp. That's why he needs to pay people to be in each house because he he has like you know he's got nineteen houses, so yeah, it's just yeah. like uh, Monopoly. Whenever you just find one of the houses he doesn't go to a lot. Yep. Live there for six years and take photos on Instagram of you every day in it, and then go checkmate, Johnny Depp. I own it now. Don't bash me like you did Amber, or Amber probably bashed him. But it was. But you know yeah, what I the think thing that was? was the way it was. Do you know what the thing was? Like they got caught out a few times. Do you know, like they did Renos and they had to rip it up and they were fuming. But I'm saying I had a relationship with his mum, the old man. I went to mm-hmm. get stock with them. I used to go have to go to IKEA when I was sick. 
which Ikea's at worst, you know, they'd never have stuff there. I'd go after work and gather all shit and bring it in taxis. No one was helping me. And But man, this is the same thing with the MD of that uh, of that mining play where he's on the phone to you and he's like, yeah, man, third third hole, Dude, it's going to be fine. No, but like he's got a personal relationship with you. He's, it's, like, it's not I don't it's personal to you. It's all business to them, baby. I don't understand. Like, you're right. I just don't know that level of sociopath. Like, oh, if no, you, I, I went out, I went on, I went on drinks with this guy wear the spoons, you hang out, you have beers, and then one day you ring their phone and they just don't pick up. It was a bit like that guy from the Wolf Petroleum. He wouldn't pick up, then he eventually picked up right at the end and said, nah, it's all good, man, we're raising more capital, it's going to be good. And then the next day I rang and his phone was like, ding, 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 this phone is disconnected. And he was gone. But the thing is, I hope one day in heaven or somewhere... I get to find these guys again with a fucking nail gun and just smoke up, light up some bitches. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, but the, you know what I love about life with these serpents is time fades it all. Like, I don't reckon I could recognise the Indian guy that ripped me off in London. Like, I don't think I'd know what he looked like. So and, he and could that's actually, not a, and, and that's not a racial thing. No, it's not racial. <laughs> don't put Indian. I don't know how to refer to him. I don't know his name. No, it's fine. It's, it's fine that he's an No, Indian no, but guy. I feel like people always you say it's racist. You can't name him. You, naming him is worse than, a, like, referring to him by his ethnicity. I feel like if I said English, then I'm misdirecting you because he was Indian, right? And I think the, the, it, it's the best uh, – it's a valid description. Um, and no it gives sort of thing. like a uh, – uh, an exotic uh, flavour to it, you know. Yeah, There's yeah, a yeah, bit yeah. Of this story, there. this story loses all momentum if I say yeah. the English guy helping me renovate, the English guy that ran off. They're yeah. all. You think of all these sort of guys with bald heads. Good night, Cockney. I'm like, the story sucks. <laughs> And, and the important and thing to remember all, as well is that the, throughout the duration of this deal going down and the work being done, um, Wolfie, Wolfie couldn't see what was happening to him because the guy was playing one of those flutes to charm him like a snake <laughs> and he's just in a basket. Do, 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 do. Do, you know what I love about it is I love when you describe something in detail and you're deemed racist, but you're actually, just, you're actually stating facts. And then yeah. I'm like, who's racist? Because I've never said anything bad. I said, I like the Polish. I like this Indian guy. And then they go, oh, very, very, very racist. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that you're inventing. But you're inventing a straw man. There's no, no one's no, complaining no, but they, I know. I know people, if they did complain, and I'm like, well, you're the one that's saying it's a bad thing. I said it as an honour and a blessing, sir. Well, D- Dusty got angry at me one night because I was doing uh, an African accent and he was like you can't do that accent and i was like why not he's like man you can't you can't do a black accent and i was like i didn't no one said he was black dusty he just has an african accent you've pictured him in your head (laughs) to me he's a white guy who grew up in nigeria you get wiggers and you get people that pick up with nationalism. That, that would have word, that by the way, that word has, I don't know how that has survived to be okay still. Like it's still Dude, okay. Dude, it's not okay. It's not okay. <laughs> I'm probably fucked up. But I'm saying to you, you're so right because they are people that, do you see them on American movies and they talk with accents that aren't theirs. Do you know what I mean? So you're the one presuming. But anyway, the long and the short of it, dude, oh, I don't man, know. Just, sorry, because it's not going to be relevant again at any other point. I worked at this uh, nightclub in Toronto for a night just teching, right? And this this was yeah. a, like a black nightclub. It was like just this yeah. hip-hop club uh, Do in the Toronto. Accent? 
Uh, <laughs> and I'm only man, joking. I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm sta- like I'm sta- so I'm just standing there like working the f- like like everything's f- going off without a hitch. They got DJs coming in and out of the yeah. booth. I'm like I'm like running the strobe lights and fog and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then, like it gets towards <laughs> the end of the night, and I turn around and there's like there's just this um this like short bald guy um standing like in the DJ booth, and I'm like yeah. oh like some crazy guy's here because he looked like he looked like anyone's dad like he's just a oh my god short, fat bald guy and i'm like hey man like what's going on? like do i need to diffuse the situation kind of thing and the guy's like hey brother how you doing and i swear the thickest jamaican accent i've ever oh heard my in god. my life right and i'm like what like my mind melts this guy steps up to the decks and starts playing music and he's just playing like the intros to uh like reggae yeah. songs and like yeah. like reggae mc tracks so it'll be like the sun is shining the weather <laughs> and then he's like he's like hey how many old brothers and sisters been back to the motherland been back to jamaica put your hands in the air and like the whole club is like oh like losing their mind and it, like i, I could imagine this imagine this guy <laughs> trying to get a job at like uh, uh at seas CSIRO or like a normal place and be like, yo man, how are you? And they were like, you're disgusting. (laughs) HR HR Karen would go, get in here. And she'd be crying going, you're a sick fuck. You're sick in the head, you fucking dog. And he'd be like, yo, chill out, yo. I mean, no more. You know, it's just like, oh my God. Dude, dude, you know, getting back onto these Polish fights, fuck. That was one of the epic fights I had was, it it wasn't with these Poles. But it was out the front because I used to go to the train stop to pick people up. Like you could pick girls up, like <laughs> what outside do you mean of the club. To pick girls up at the train stop. Well, I just used to. I you eventually fucking just psycho. You're, just, you're going out. You're not even going to the club. You're just going to the train stop because you know that they've already come home to feed. No, no, no. Before <laughs> man, early in the night. But anyway, I was at the kebab store and I kicked off with Polish guys. I kicked off with Polish yeah. guys being lippy, like joking with them. These guys do not fuck around. And you know when you're fucked? When fucking people start taking their shirts off before they're talking to you. These fucking pole guys, I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. And they, two or three of them, and they took their shirts off, and then it was a melee on, man. It was a melee. I, was, I remember being over bin, throwing punches, and I'm not even a good fighter. But then I, I had the best moment, dude, because... I sprinted and my house was right there and I was like, I've got to get the fuck into my house. I'm going to get fucking killed. And yeah. I'd run off because I think I'd, they got distracted with the others and the guys ran. But I had this moment because I ran and I picked up a massive boulder or like from the builders thing because we had been building, right? I picked up a rock yeah. and I stood on top of like the stairwell and they were coming and I thought, I'll fucking show you. And I had it. I had it. And they ran around the corner and they saw me like fucking Godzilla. I had a fucking massive boulder. They had their shirts off. And he saw like I had I had him, like that I could have cracked his skull open. And yeah. then I was I, I went, oh nah man, I'm just fucking. I said, I don't even know what happened, dude. Let's chill out. And I put it down. Then they hugged me and it was all resolved, dude. They had we had blood. They had blood. And they said to me, you know what, mate, if you're ever in trouble. Give us a call. We'll fucking come and back you, dude. You're a good lad. In some Polish accent. I can't even do the accent. But because they had seen 
that I had that moment where I could have killed one and I didn't do it. Like they respected me. You, you gained their I trust was... and respect. Man, do you like how you've tied in some of your earlier experiences, like th- throwing the pizza at that bike he's had and then also um, uh, guy up a tree with a brick at school and you've, you've utilised both of these moments in your life to dude, defend yourself against the Polish dude, and make friends. Dude, the thing is I've never fought, man, but I've did, I did one fight that I liked at the hotel and he was kicking off and I was like fucking I'll go you fuckhead but I was having I had glasses on had glasses on and then I did that move like the uh, the Polish taking their shirt off I said just give me a sec like he's pushing me and then I sat down on the ground and got my contacts out and started doing my eye things do you know like to get re- to, to get ready like like I was like no and then it diffused from there dude because he saw he saw like during a skirmish I was like all right, I'll just hold that thought for a second, cunt. I'm going to get prepped up so I can fucking bash your face into a fucking pulp. I said, yeah. just hold it, cunt. Sitting for a second. I'm going to get my contacts in and my shirt off and then we'll rock, okay? And then he was like, he totally backed out and it never became a fight. Because you're either so tough or so crazy. Like, you know what I mean? It's so extreme. Yeah. He realised that there was nothing to be gained because it was like, oh, dude, this guy's not even talking anymore. He's now seems to be like taping his hands up and, and he's like going, hold that, hold, hold, hold. I'll be there in a sec, mate. I'm happy to fucking get this on. And then he's like, he's backing out. But I'm saying some of those, uh, those psychological, those tricks work. Hey, they can work on people. Man, they're not tricks, Wolfie. This is like this is you. You are a crazy person. You get that, right? Like it's it's just that you're you're like peeling back one tiny layer and they're getting a glimpse of the burning sun inside you, like the crazy. Yeah, I think sun. They, I think they I think they, if they see, yeah, I, I think. But man, I've never I've never been tough, like dude. I've had moments. I had the worst moment in Rotto when I was a kid, and it was like I ended up in a fight, and a guy, a bigger guy, stood there. And he, I had all these girls around and guys, and he goes, fucking hit me, go on, mate. And he had all his mates there. I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to. I didn't even know him. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to. And I just walked off. And I fucking beat myself up over that for years. I was like, it was sort of like the miso blast trade. I was like, <laughs> always fucking throw the punch. Fuck him. But like, it doesn't matter, man. Just go in, sling in. Like, it, it's just a bad move. I'm like, I know I didn't know them, and everyone says it was for the best, and I shouldn't have but done then, it. No, but hold, how but, is that not the right? How is that not the right move to just to just completely disengage? Well, I don't know, but what if I had cracked him and knocked him out, dude? That's a better move, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I don't know what like what what positive outcome comes from that. No, you're right. You're right. But I'm saying you feel like a because all my mates were like, "Fuck, we we never thought you would do that." We never thought like you'd be sensible in a moment like that. And I was like, I'm, oh, I know. But were they backing you? Because they should have been backing you. They should have been like, yeah, that was no, like No, no, they weren't involved, man. But they were just saying, oh. I couldn't believe it, dude. I thought like, because you were meant to, we thought like you were just mad, like you would do anything. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? We'd been there on Rotnest trying to light fires and shit. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. We were wild. We thought you would definitely was- punch a stranger in the face. Dude, because we had, we had on that trip, we had gone on, we had gone over there on a boat. This was the best. We got there on a boat. You could hire boats. None of us had uh, driving experience. Mm. And you could just, back in those days, you could hire it with a driver's license. So uh, mates of ours, we just went on a boat from Perth to Rottnest and we had no idea of any of the signage. When we are coming into Rottnest, people on boats were yelling, you fucking idiots, that's Black Reef, it's Dry Reef, go around it. And we're like, yeah, just with beers, yeah. And we're just going to sleep on it. And within the first night, 
a mate, he didn't actually get in the fight, but he, um, he had seen five guys laying into one guy and he jumped in to help. And then they thought he was a friend and he got fucking destroyed. His <laughs> eyes were fucked. His, you know, his eyes were swollen like, like UFC, lips fucked. But then I was saying like back in those days, like we then spent the whole trip on bikes trying to find those guys. Do you know what I mean? Like we, not, not that he was in a fighter, but just because you were drunk. We, we had yeah. like those, those bikes that you had carts in the back with beers and we just did laps for three days trying to find those guys. Do you know what I mean? To try and settle. But... But I, as I said, like, we wouldn't have even known what we're doing. Like, I'm one of the weakest guys. The only thing I've got is no risk profile. Yes. That's my yes. only thing going for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because and I don't really care. tendency to do crazy things because But, dude, I can get out psyched because I think if you get, like, a homeless or a dangerous meth guy, sometimes those guys don't um, – I can tell they've got even less to lose and I fucking back out, eh? Hey? Like, don't you reckon there's some people yeah, where yeah. you're like – you just smell like shit in their mouth, and you're like, "Fucking hell!" Yeah, you're not quite at you're not quite at the bottom level. I'm yet. like, I'm like, That's this guy um, will go to jail, and I I don't <laughs> want to. Do you know what I mean? Like, this guy yeah. has actually just got out of a sleeping bag, and I'm like, he will fuck you up because he actually will fight for anything. Like, he he has nothing to lose. Yeah, night fishing off the bridge, man. That's it, dude. We've brought it full circle. It's it's fishing in the night off the bridge, man. <laughs> It's powerful, yet precise. Exact, yet effortless. The new BMW Z4. And the actual truth is, in one of those fights, you wrote the car off the side, and that's where you go in heaven. Boasting 250 kilowatts under the hood, the Z4 will take you from zero to 100 away from your wife and everything that makes you feel like you're drowning in just four and a half seconds. They got the phone in the cradle, and they're just getting little notifications that say things like, I'm sorry, you were right, I really overreacted. I love you so much. You can Come back. I'm not leaving you. That, that's where you want to stay forever. Unfold your style. You can't wash away the memory of her leaving you. Unfold your freedom. And you don't really want to go back because it sucked. That wouldn't be heaven because it'd be fucking hell again. With the new BMW Z4 Roadster. Take the eternal drive today from as little as 94585. This is a good one. But we do need to wrap up. Well, let's get it, man. Let's do it. Wolfie's Picks of the Week. We do have, uh, we've been tracking, what have we been tracking? We've been tracking WGO. WGO. Nearmap, Nearmap's gone from 240 to 318. I don't know what it closed today, maybe 310. I didn't see the full close on it. Yeah, so since you called it, what what, what was it when you called it? Did you say 240? No, well, yeah, yeah, what's it? 240. Sorry, yeah, man, sorry. And now it's it's at 317, which is uh, very, very good. I have put uh, at your... At your uh, at my not, bequest, mate. At your bequest, not not your advice. Certainly not. We don't do advice on this podcast, and any advertising no. or promotional material that alludes to advice dude, is incorrect. <laughs> dude, if you invest with us, I'm trying to lose your money. So that's my advice. I that want you to burn advice. in hell. So if you want to clear a description, put your money in with me, and I will try to make you bankrupt. So that's my Can fucking general advice. Yep. Can we start the? Uh, would it be the world's first like podcast-based hedge fund if we set Dude, it up like that? Do you know what the thing is? The structure is because you have to contact the clients to put trades in a way. So, like, do you know what I mean? You'd have to set up a fund, but there's a way to do but it. Hold on, we are we are contacting them because we're contacting them through the means of this podcast. Yeah, but you so have to get consent. Up. You got to get consent. 
I have like the contract next through, but I'm saying what your ideal situation is to set up a fund and they invest with the Patreon and then we trade this thing like a little, grind it into the ground like a fucking Viking oarsman. <laughs> drive, drive, and we fucking pump. I mean, what have you got? Near maps up 30%. That's decent. I mean, what? That's go, and look at your, go and look at your shit Oz Super. I bet they didn't make more than 18%. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, man, WGO, we're looking good. I think I bought in at um, uh, 205 and we are uh, we're 23 at 220 now. Yeah, 23 during the day. And I've doubled down on it too. I've doubled down on it. Me so we're just waiting for COVID news. Do you know what I was thinking about the fund managers? Like they don't really do anything. Do you know the guys that do your super and all of it? They always do that compound thing where they say like, Oh, if, if you invest with us and we make 18%. But one thing I love that they always leave out is their brokerage and fees. If you compound that over a super fund, you'll find they're stealing close to two, 300 grand. So like an average, an average person ends up with like one mil if they're lucky, 1.2. And about 30, 20, maybe 20, you know, compounded over life is 20, 30% goes to these fuckheads that basically well, just... Uh, what's the move there, man? Because, like, the whole super thing seems like a scam because you, you, you get in a job and then they give you a form to fill out. You pick dude, a fund and all of them are fucking raw. Dude, like, and, and what they, you, you, what don't, they do, you don't have the finances <laughs> to set up a SMSF immediately. Like, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. can't do that for ages. And you don't have the fucking... What's the driver to do so as well? It's already set up for you. You don't care. Here's, here's your big telltale tight. They never mention their fees compounded over the, the life of it. And the thing I love the most is they simplify risk, which is one of the big telltale signs that you're getting fucked, where they give you green, green, orange, and red risk. Do you want medium, low, or high? They don't even fucking give you that... They don't even give you the respect to tell you that you're in National Australia Bank or a bank. They go, do you want the pink meal, the white meal, or the yellow meal? <laughs> I'm like, and you go in there and go like, I'm with Oz Super and I'm in the medium to high risk. I'm like, do you understand what they're saying? They're saying that means we decide what the fuck you buy because you're too dumb to understand whether CSL or whether National Australia Bank or Westpac, they don't let you have that decision. You know why? Because they don't want to get pestered by you. The reality is you hold Westpac, you hold National Australia Bank, you hold CSL, you hold all the basic index funds and all they do is slightly trim it up and down as they churn it for their little fee and they don't mention the compounding of that and there's there's um, there's ways to just mirror that. Do you know what I mean? You don't even have to do it. I Because I had a... Uh, like a, an old super fund because I've been self-employed for so long. I got like uh, I had like six, no, close to seven grand, I think, um, pre-COVID, yep. right? And then COVID hits and like the stock market starts tanking. And I was, I, I think, I think back to my, to my sad, paltry little super fund, and I think, oh, I should go back in there because they're starting to talk about taking out super. Yeah. I should go back in and I should move stuff around because I'm, I'm sure it was I've got three grand, there. I reckon. Well, and I went back, right, and it was still, it was like fifty eight hundred. So it lost a grand, and I was like, okay, that's not great. But you know, the market moves. The market does what the market yeah. will do. What I'll do is I will tell uh, SunCorp to take the uh, <laughs> diversified <laughs> assets and put no, it all no, into no. cash. You said take it from green, 
and put it into red. Do you know? <laughs> no, no, the no, red no, no, not quite. No, this was better than that. This was, I had more. I did have more control in this one because it said like what percent? Like here's here are the percentages. This is where it's all being held. And yeah, I was like, yeah. okay, well, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take it out of everything and put it into cash. Like there's a, there's already a chunk yeah, set yeah. aside for cash. Everything's going into cash. I do that, right? I come back four days later, right? It, everything's in cash, but somehow I've still lost another six hundred dollars before I can take my super yeah, out yeah, yeah, under yeah, this yeah. whole COVID scheme. I'm like, what happened to the fucking cash, man? What are you doing? Like setting it on fire? <laughs> you know what they're doing? Dude, they're taking it to the chocolate wheel. They're taking it to the chocolate dude, wheel and cash. Dude, well, this is the thing. Is the thing is, I've spoken to the bigger brokers, and some people that left felt bad because they just find a reason to spin. And 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 the thing that's annoying about it is ETF uh, exchange traded funds fucking can do this, right? They just mirror the index so they're not doing anything no matter what you buy with them they buy the top 200 and they split it so i'm like they charge a commission and they have the goal to show you all these charts and spreadsheets about what they're achieving and i'm like you're you're fucking you are basically an overpriced etf fuck off you're such scam have you noticed all their all their ads they always seem to be holding like uh, their hands together with nothing in it. Like they, they give you the warnings, man. <laughs> the perfect it's always representation them. of what they're doing with your super. It's always a heart or like a weird shape, but it's basically an empty hand. And they're like, they couldn't be more clear about what's happening, right? <laughs> they go, there's yeah. nothing here. Check every yeah, fucking you, they super. Take, and they you know, take what you're holding and you never get it. <laughs> every super fa- fund is empty hands, cupped hands. It's shaky. The best you'll get is a shaky hand. It's normally two cupped hands or two hands together empty. You can check their ads. It's always the same. It's so funny to me. It's always like there's nothing left. Are there any super funds that outperform uh, just like a standard index over like a 20, 40-year period? Mate, the problem I've found is um, this is my issue with them because they manage too big a fund. They can't, they're not nimble, right? So yep. the reality is they've got a trillion dollars, which means they have to buy pretty or trillions of dollars, they have to buy every stock. And the reality when COVID hits and I can exit or make a decision too, they can't do it in time. Because if they, they own fucking 8% of National Australia Bank. Yeah. And then they crash the economy. <laughs> try fucking get that out when every client goes, get it out within the next 15 minutes and see what price yeah. National Australia Bank goes to. It's impossible. Exactly. It's like a massive tanker. And then they just get you complacent. Oh, 1%, 4%, we make 4%. But the truth is <laughs> they, only, they only match the index on the way up and then they generally tank two times worse on the way down. <laughs> like they're they're pretty much trash across the board. I can't think of any. The only the best option is like an odd super or something where you just do it yourself. Like seriously, mm. all the fucking ratios are out there. You can read the AFR. It's not that fucking hard um, to make a few calls and pick ten stocks for yourself, man. Like it's not that hard. I mean, this, the way they, they the way they put it in front of you is absolutely criminal. Like I moved here in 2013, and uh, we've got like a we've got a scheme called KiwiSaver in New Zealand, and like I wasn't really involved in that because when they were bringing it yeah. out. Um, it was like, you know, early days and I'm, I'm moving. So never got my head around it. You show up here and then like you get, get a job, they give you a form. They're like, pick a super fund. And you're like, what do I pick? And, and the guy, people around you are like, it doesn't matter. Like you get, <laughs> it doesn't matter what you pick. Dude, like, most people a have a, most people have a fund with every job they started and generally they've all been got to. So like what happens is I almost got some of our ones when I used to work in a bigger place. So that they would just be in the welcome pack and you just get them. 
Like you don't even pitch yeah. it to them. It's just they basically sign up with their money. And and the thing is, um, almost everyone, I bet you, hasn't rolled it all over into one. So it just sits in multiple, do you know, just every job's a new super. But fuck, man, I'm yeah. going to have to wind up soon. What are our hot tips? Yeah, let's, I'm let's, still sticking. Let's wind up. Hot I'm tips sti- for the week, please. Dude, I'm still sticking with um, with these ones. <laughs> yeah, so we've got, we've got WGO. Will they start drilling next month, you think? Is that right? Yeah, WGO next month is going to be good. Then you've we're got Neomaps. Ma- that one. Neomaps, good. Miso, we're still waiting, so there's no real hot news. Um, Man, you know what? I haven't even checked, actually, but, but Wall Street's open right now, and I've got to see what Miso's doing. We can, we can check that live. Oh, Miso's fallen five percent. Miso's down five percent for the day. And uh, oh, mate, it's tanked. Time to buy more, baby. I wonder what happened. <laughs> Never get off the train. <laughs> I wonder what happened, dude. That's actually no good. Hey, they heard it. They heard the podcast, man. They heard the podcast. They figured out that you had a, that you readjusted your strategy, and they were like, "Oh, we better tank the stock so Wolfie can never get ahead." <laughs> dude, they've heard what's happened. Let me see what that is. Dude, they 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 it's five bucks. If you listen very carefully. Oh yeah, yeah, they they're um they're more thinly traded. So. You can hear the sound of a man experiencing the stages of grief in his natural habitat. It's, it's pretty weird that it, it it doesn't drive it. First, denial. So it's like, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like it's it's bullshit still. Do you know what I mean? I haven't checked. Yeah. Take note as his tones become more desperate by this because if I'd been in the US I could have sold at massive profits and then by the end of the day it's all gone he is lost for words as he begins to enter the stage of bargaining it's uh it's uh they don't really the COVID news gonna come so but anyway you know a stock that pulled back today that people didn't seem to like their reporting thing was Nanasonics but I don't think it was that bad long term so like but it'll probably pull it'll continue falling but it could have a bounce trade in it Ooh, N-A-N. Okay. That's interesting. No, yeah, it, I but it. I mean, it just depends because the the similar thing happened to um, a similar thing happened to Neomap. Do you know? Like it dropped, and then the news wasn't. You know, and then the news was better. Then um, you know the market tried to short it and act like it was fucked. But the thing is, Nanasonics yeah. has dropped to like it might drop again tomorrow. But then I would buy it for a bounce. What would you think is? What what point would you buy it? Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow, dude, because if it breaks down but it loans six, who knows? But I, I think there's a good chance tomorrow it will just rebound back up to and start and this moving back up. another healthcare play. What's the, yeah, what is I love healthcare, product? man. Healthcare's key in this market. It's outside of the economy, man. Do you know what I mean? But what's, what's, their, what's, what's their product? It's fucking, I'll look it up for you. I'll read it directly <laughs> to you so we do probably. I do yeah, know it. He does, yeah. Wolfie does know it, man. He does. He does diligent research. He does his DDs on every trade it's, that he makes. I got and he it definitely on the, scra- doesn't the play Scrabble the board, mate. I got it off the Scrabble board. <laughs> the last license mate. plate you saw. <laughs> What's this? What's this? I was speak. I was speaking to my nan earlier, and I thought maybe I'll buy some. <laughs> my nan said that she's on it. My nan. Man. My nan's on it. <laughs> no, it is nan. It's N A N, brother. <laughs> Dude, it's infection control. It's Nan's birthday. Infection control. Okay. And Deacon, it's got a product. It has a patented product, and it's, what's happened is it's uh, been very successful, and they're just creeping through in the mar- and gaining market share everywhere. So it's effectively mm. um, their growth's always good. It's just the rollout. 
you know what I mean? Like they'll eventually control the market and it's just each quarter, each quarter they grab more and more market share because their product's better. So do you know what I mean? It's just a slow rollout of a good business. So it's pretty sick. I, yeah, I mean, it's the, pretty like sick. The, the trend over the past few years is... Dude, is it's fucking so sick, dude, because it's basically, it just takes a few years to establish itself in the market. Like it's still worth a lot more than what it is now. Do you know what I mean? It just mm. continues to grow and grow. The reason they got tanked now is people were a bit worried that it's growth slowing off but i think it will continue so it's fine and what's wolfie's position and the pod's position as we're all backing you and we're in your team oh dude your, i'm just at, i'm position. just at 300 but now i'm reeling because i'm i'm looking at uh miso down five percent which will push me down don't, to two, 280 mate, don't think about that last time miso was up during uh during dude, wall street hours, i gotta tell you you, you th- lost money <laughs> do you know how that you know how the market moves and you always blame. Like, I started off blaming my parents. Now I blame you for this podcast. <laughs> oh, me now. That's interesting. <laughs> now my brain goes like, it's a podcast. I would have made, I would have bet on it. But the podcast fucked me up, man. Are you making any other moves? Are you making any other moves than me? No, nah, dude, I'm, I, I'm honestly, I'm honestly waiting for their COVID news and I'm Man, so what do you do all day? You're just sitting there twiddling your thumbs, looking. No, at no, fucking... dude, dude, dude. I I trade it the whole day. Yeah, what? Well, trade... Just meso back and forth. Every time it goes down, you sell. Every time it goes up, you're buying more of it. Pretty much. I can whittle but... it away. <laughs> I can become the man in the fountain. No, but man, what I try to do is I, I um, I try trade it when it goes to the bottom, and I like it. I buy more and then sell. <laughs> but then also, I, sometimes I don't hold it if it's trying to break a trend. And then yeah. if it breaks up, I'll buy, I'll go full in again. I just tinker with it the whole day just in case it runs. <laughs> it's like a man playing, like you're in a, uh, at a fish and chip shop playing Pac-Man on the, on the machine for Dude, hours and hours every day. It's exactly what I do. I'm in a bit, out a bit. But the thing is, this is why I'm so furious with this podcast that forced me to not hold on that day. <laughs> you guys forced me out. Would I would have done that? Oh, mate. Anyway, all right, we're going to wrap it up because you got to you got to wake up to slow fuck your stock wife in the morning for another eight hours. Let me just in, see. Out in out until finally there's see. nothing left. What's happened to me so today, man? It is it is in a bit of a free fall. They must. What's going on? Only... Oh no! Why are you diversified? Dude, it's a big deal uh, dropping uh, 5%. Like, what the fuck's going on? Anger is quick to follow. Shit, (laughs) fuck me. You fucking dogs. It sucks that it trades on another index because I've got to, I watch it, but I can't do the exit. Like, if I was holding now, I'd probably close out a big chunk of it and see what happens. (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck! Diversify! Leveraging your home. Margin personal loans Hedged by put contracts Holding 15 overexposed bad positions Looming threat of liquidation Everybody wants to